Hey guys, it's Keith. And this is Jesse. And this is New Player as Joy. A podcast about the video games people love and why they love them. And today is our worst episode <laughs> by far <laughs> in terms of emotion. In terms of emotion. emotion. We keep it together. Keep it together. We keep it together. But, right yeah. at the end, I teared up, but we keep it together. We, uh, yeah. Today, today is a wonderful episode. We're talking about Final Fantasy VII, and we are saying our goodbyes to all of you and each other. And we're doing it with the help of Sexy Stallion. Say hello, yeah. baby. I am surprised they didn't come up at all in the episode with Sexy Stallion. Oh, so, I was yeah. saving it. It's, oh, in, yeah. it's, it's in the it's intro. Now it's, yeah. it's in the now intro it's now. Okay. Now it's the first thing that happens. <laughs> oh, there's a lot. This is a long episode. So let's jump in. This is New Players Join. We're off, and we're off. We're in it. We're, we're here. Do it. Talk with, with me. Yeah. Whoa. Sweet baby it's Aristotle. It's been a long time. It yes. really we has. touched, and that hug wasn't strong enough. That was a. You gave me a hug like I saw you last week, and I'm yeah. like, what the hell is this? I'll you know, say it. I'll I, say it. You vegan hugged us. Mm. Whoa, wow. <laughs> uh, the hugs have been timid because it's like, are we still? I, are we are comfortable? You vac- are you Bro, vaccinated? I am. I'm I am, vaccinated. I'm I have been. Do you know what the percentage of what the I chance just of saw getting it's it? Like point zero three, right? Right. Or if you're vaccinated, if you're vaccinated and somebody coughs on you, it's zero point zero three chance of it happening. If we have it and we cough on you, I don't know what those numbers are. At that mm. point. I mean, I would assume it's the same, but the point is we're vaccinated, so yeah. Well, that's but, the other thing is like not to not to cast doubt on the vaccination, but like how hard. Am I about to go now? Then, like, <laughs> I, you know, well, that's how how much life am I about to live if this is true? Because I don't think I want that yet. Yeah, you scared? I'm not ready for it. Yes and no. I am like, I don't want to go back into the office, but I, I want. I'm. I have bought so many concert tickets preemptively. I thought he was going to say condoms. I really condoms. thought he was oh, going to say for, condoms. For the concerts he's going yeah. to. Yeah, for the yeah. concert condoms. To so, throw them out to everyone else. So who, where are you going? What concerts? Uh, the big two that I'm most excited for, and I still say cross my fingers because who fucking knows, mm-hmm. right. is uh, right at the start of the pandemic, they announced Riot Fest is moving to next year. We're doing, you know... My Chemical Romance, right. The Smashing Pumpkins, Coheed and Cam- like every band Every ever. band you want to see. And Did you really throw Coheed as an example? I'm sorry. Continue. Well, yeah. Well, that's, they're, like, they're the, the Coheed, weird one on the list. everyone's going to be my, there. My Chemical Romance. Well, because when you say... We've got Smashing Pumpkins. We've got Kenny Loggins. We've got... <laughs> Because I think some, but did you tell me when Coheed went on and people left? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's why. I, that's why I brought well, up Coheed. That is yeah. still a very strange thing to have happened. But they're like their book. They're um. I, I say this as a out? Coheed fan. I'm not against Coheed. Oh yeah, I'm just okay. It's it's selling out, but they are listed above Devo. What? Yeah, I was like, what the I, fuck? I'm. I, mm, that's a tough one. That that is a tough one. Devo has like one of the most famous songs but, on the planet. But that's the thing. They what? have one of the most famous songs on the planet that I would only really listen to if it's in a commercial. Yes. How many? I mean this in a positive, not a negative. I mean this isn't a negative towards Coheed fans. But how many puddle of mud fans did Coheed mm. pull over to their side? <laughs> yeah. There's, that sucks. I, yeah. <laughs> but uh, 
It's there's like Taking Back Sunday, Thursday, Beach Bunny oh, and Pop. Oh God, love. yeah. And okay. that's in Chicago. So I'm going to Chicago. Chicago. This year, my Chemical Romance announced we're pushing next year. So now I'm going to Chicago next year as well because I'm sure it's fucking 2022, 2023, 2022. Okay, cool. nice. So going to Chicago this year, hopefully September. And then they announced Furnace Fest, which is in Alabama. Uh, a big hardcore emo fest again. Where is sure. this? Uh, it's called Furnace Fest. Okay. And it's the weekend after yeah. Riot. So I thought, well. Double it up. Yeah. I was like, I'm just going to. I hate flying. I don't want to go back and forth. I'm going to stay the week in Chicago and then fly down to Alabama. Dude, you are living your life. Well, again, fingers crossed. I was going right. to say, like, I don't know how hard I want to go, but I have a two week music festival well, this, tour and I'm just throwing yeah. condoms This at is everybody. in September. And so if. All goes well. Yes, yeah, September and October Damn. are going to be great That's for concerts. Because awesome. everyone's announcing, like, we're going on tour in October. Are you hardcore yeah. dancing at any of these? Are you? I doing, don't know. That's where I'm like, I'm definitely going to go. But, are, but do you? what do you do at your hardcore shows? I'm usually at the edge of the pit because I... You, not, you like the pit, but you fear the pit. Yeah, that's because that's which where, is a perfect place to be for the pit. You shouldn't be like I'm confident as hell in the pit because mm -mm. that's when a big dog comes over, yeah. blows your ass down. Yeah. Uh, do you, are you looking to help people? Are you that looking person? to help people? Pick yeah, people up. That and it's also it is both. I'm here to help. I like the energy of the pit. The guys are too aggressive in the pit for my taste. Exactly. But it's also a great view of the stage because you right. have so much. Space. space in front of you me. don't have to look over yeah i get that i cracked up because uh uh band that we like dance gavin dance mm. they're doing uh, a daytona have you seen this uh, they're, yes. they're daytona they this is mm. where this is where this is why i love dance gavin dance because mm -hmm. nobody knows what to do with them yeah. yeah so they're like here go to this daytona show with metallica and leonard skinner yes and all these like white trash no offense metal bands I, i'm sorry and then dance gavin dance people are gonna be like what the I fuck is this i keep seeing machine gun kelly on a bunch of those kinds of lineups <laughs> yeah. i'm like this makes so much sense but no no sense, sense at, at all. all yeah by the way if you're wondering about daytona and Daytona Beach, uh, the way you think about Florida is the way Floridians think about Daytona. <laughs> yes. Okay. So yeah. it is. It is down there. So you are you. You still have to do work, but you still have to do podcast stuff. Yes, I also haven't told anyone at work. So because again, <laughs> so I don't want to do this you, preemptively, you know, and then be like, oh well, now we're all stuck inside. Again, you know, again, hopefully not. But you got to tell. We them did now. this once before. You yeah, got, you got to tell them now. Yeah. Before Joe Coy gets mad at you. Yeah. 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 yeah we get it. We get, we get <laughs> it. Understand. Uh, Hey, everybody. Welcome mm -hmm. to New Players Joined, a podcast about the video games that people love and why they love you them. Do you all want to do that? Do you want to do that Did with us? Do you want to do that with us? Yeah. I don't know if I can keep up with you guys. Hey, hey, hey everybody. everybody. Welcome to New, New Players, players Joined, a podcast about, about the video games people love and why they love them. We did it. Wow. Wow. And that's it. how it ends. That's the end. <laughs> All right. Bye. Hey, bye, everybody. That's the podcast. We are talking about an amazing game. The end of an amazing game. We are, end we are ending Two our endings show. today. Uh, we yeah. Well, three endings because three we endings. are going to sacrifice Aristotle ritualistically right. at how the end of this. How many endings God. is this? Which movie had too many endings? Lord, Lord of, of the, the Rings. Rings. Ended like five times. And every single one of them, what? I was like, thank God it's not done. I rewatched. <laughs> I rewatched that movie High yeah. a few weeks ago, right? And it faded to black, and I was and I was just like, oh, I remember being in the theaters when it faded to black the first time. Everybody went, no, 
Really? Yeah. Wow. And then every time it came back from a fade, people would clap because they were like, there's more. No way. I, was, I think by the like the third time it lit back up, I think I went, oh, come on. <laughs> like, out yeah. Yeah. And so did I. And then I went, because it's so good and I want it. We have so. to show one dying hobbit. Then the movie can end. I just. One. Just like. Samwise Gamgee goes home and he gets hit by a, like a horse running down the street on the way back. He's like, Sam's dead. He survived Mordor, but he got hit by a horse. He got the flu. Yeah, he, he, got, got, he coughed, and that was oh, it. That was the end that's, of him. That's the, uh, the slow decline. That was, that was the end of him. Anyway, that's not what we're talking no, about. No, we're not talking about Lord of the Rings. We're not, no. but we are talking about uh, a very uh, long piece of media with fantasy elements and uh, <laughs> some... Some stuff that's short. Pe- I don't know. Swords. Swords. Swords are in there. This is going to be our loosest video game. Jeez, <laughs> this is going to be okay, pretty rough. This is going to be rough. Because right? here's the thing. We're yeah. tasked with two things right now. Cool. Yeah. We have to talk about this game that I have like uh, an outline for. Good right. to go. I've got games and stuff. Right. And we've also got to talk about the fact that this is the last episode of New Player has joined. Right. And that Aristotle is here. And in the perfect world, you know, I'd let you guys in on a uh, little baseball, a little inside mm-hmm. baseball, is uh, Aristotle would have been perfect to have in the last episode mm-hmm. to talk about the ending of it, right? In yeah. detail. But. Jesse and I were scheduled to record that day. And, and we, we were just like, like, fuck it, let's roll. Let's just roll with it. So now oh, yeah. he is here, and we are doing two things. So it's yeah. going to be a longer episode <laughs> than normal. We're going to finish Final Fantasy VII, and we're going to do a lot of video games. We're going to do a lot of new player stuff. Here, here's what I think we should do. Go for it. We're outlining it now. I think we should do Final Fantasy VII. Get it over with. And then we should have the little, not little, or whatever it's going to be, the discussion about the show Fade to black and then fade back? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <sighs> and then we'll do that five more. See, this. we're tying it in. Fuck it's not this. loose. It's I'm playing. Stand, I'm standing up it's now. It's a wonderful episode that was so completely bored. intentional. I loved it, and I was like, just end. I didn't think I wanted it to end, and I just wanted it to end. Keith, yeah. what game are we talking about today? Uh, Fern Gully, the video game. We're talking about Final Fantasy VII, the third disc. Yes. Third and final disc. We are disc. talking about the end of my favorite game of all time. A game that was uh, that is notorious for bringing JRPGs to a Western audience. Yep, and a game that became a staple of PlayStation, and now is basically a piece of candy hanging from a tree that all of us are reaching for. Yeah, we have to give money to even try to reach. Yeah, for it's a it. whole like I remember thing. liking this. They're like, oh, we know. Yeah. Oh, we know you we, want it. We remember just how much you liked <laughs> Coke when it had cocaine in it, but here it is without. <laughs> Hope it's still the same to you. So. Where are we in the game? This, so, is, this, the, go ahead. Uh, at this point, uh, and this is going to be weird because I call her Ares because there's an S in the name in PlayStation, right. and now having beaten the uh, the remake, Aerith is her name, and they make a point to say that hmm. Aerith, it's Aerith. <laughs> is okay, yeah, right. But I am going to still going to call it uh, Mako. But what is Aerith? So Aerith is an ancient, and she is dead. No, I understand what I don't understand who Aerith is. What is Aerith? What, what is an Aerith? There's an Aeris, but what is an Aerith? Oh, I have I'm no just, idea. That's what I'm trying. Okay, I'm just it's upset, just, but I'm it's angry. Just an, it's just an Aeris if you live in Cotillion, Spain. Okay, that's it. all I can think that it is. So at this point in the game, Aerith has died. Uh, Sephiroth has killed her. And he has told Cloud. This is third disc. This is yeah. This is. I thought this was second disc, right? Yeah. yeah. I'm just kind of re cool recapping that she's gone. I've played this game multiple times, and I think Jesse's lying to me, and I'm trying to make (laughs) sure he's not lying to me. Basically, basically, the whole third disc is end game. Right. The whole third disc is like. 
the northern crater is open. Right. We have to go do that. So the story part of the third disc is like minuscule. Right. But the extras of the third disc are enormous. Right. There's so much to go into. So I'm going to start by asking uh, Aristotle, did you play Final Fantasy VII? It's okay if the no, answer is no. I, I mean, it's not, but... It's not okay. It's not okay. What's your, what... I meant you at the start of the pandemic. I was like, it's so great that the remake came out. I'm going to have so much time to play it. And I have I've maybe turned on Overwatch twice the entire past year. Okay, well, Overwatch isn't the game we were asking about, so I don't even know why you bothered to That's my go-to. We've done an episode with you, haven't we? Yeah. Okay, what was it? Star Fox. And that was your favorite game of all time? Yeah, Star Fox, and I think we did... What'd we do? What'd we do? What'd we do? What did we do? Because we did an episode, but we've talked about Portal and Half-Life a lot. Yeah. I'll I'll tell all of our listeners this, that whenever something like that happens, we're like, did we ask you this? And a guest begins to think without vocalizing or verbalizing anything. Uh, I start to go, come on, what is it? What? what is it? <laughs> and the reason is because I don't feel like editing out that pause. Oh, so I can just keep in good. us joking and being like, what's, up? what's the deal? What's, not, what's going on? What's going on? So app. now you know why I'm annoying and quiet when I do that. <laughs> I don't think it's annoying. Oh, it's, it, well, you're wrong. I'm very charming. Very charming. Uh, so at this point in the game, yeah. all of, I, I believe it's called, uh, they just call it Gaia, the planet. Um, That's but, what the whole planet's called. Yeah, yeah. is uh, it's just open to you. You've got the high wind. You're steering around, going wherever you want, and there are things that become open to you on the world map that weren't previously. And you also get to see things that you still can't reach, even with the high wind. And so, Keith, yeah, how much training did you do for chocobos? I, it's a thing where when. This is, it's, I don't, it's a pyramid scheme almost. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. You know when somebody tells you something and you're like, you just have to do this and then buy this and do this and you can get this gold chocobo. Yeah. Right? And then when you actually do it, mm-hmm. I'm like, this is bullshit. Like, this is the most unfair, yeah. upsetting. And you don't, do you know about this? The gold chocobo? No. Okay, so in in Final Fantasy Seven. There are chocobos. There are chocobos that you can ride. And there's a normal chocobo that's mm-hmm. like a white chocobo. And you can get like certain levels for chocobo and how fast they are, blah, 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 blah. You have to make them have sex with each other. That is true. You so have to breed them. You have to breed them and make a male and a female. And you get certain colors. And when you get those certain colors, they can go over a mountain or through a river and yep. things like that. And so you're trying to get the black chocobo from all the other color uh, chocobos. The gold one is the, ma- the master. Right. So you get like the black chocobo and you take two black chocobos and you have to make them have sex to make a gold chocobo. And they have to be of a certain value. And that means that you have to race them and train them so that right. they get their grade up and all this stuff. And then you have to feed them certain greens. And then you have to feed like, and there's all this stuff that goes into it that still has like a 50-50 chance at the end of getting the golden chocobo or not. Because there's and, an, there's islands and stuff all around the game that you can't get to unless mm-hmm. you have a gold chocobo. And, and is this key to the game, though? You don't well, so, have to. You so, can beat it without it, but it's like... Definitely. Definitely. You want to But do it. you get these pieces of materia, which are just the magic uh, in the game, and they all do cool things you would never get unless you had these chocobos. The most useless of which is the one that flips your hit points for your magic points. So you can have nine, 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 nine magic er, magic points and nine hundred ninety nine hit points, which will get you killed immediately. immediately. I don't know. I don't get that. I really are you, just, are you just gambling that yeah. they're never going to hit that character. But the real thing you want to get is in the northeast portion of the map is an island 
that is surrounded entirely by uh, by cliffsides. It, it yeah. basically looks like a hollowed out volcano, and in the middle is forest, so you can't land on it with your plane. But there's a cave on this island that has the final summon, Knights of the Round. And Knights of the Round is 12 huge summons that come and hit your target. So you could do 9999 damage 12 times. If you pair that with the double materia, you could hit them 24 times so it becomes this monstrous piece of magic that you have and also why those chocobos are also interesting and why this game has so many layers is that you can use chocobos to actually go race them and make money yeah and compete and things you can actually it's like breeding horses yeah and then you can use them to go race and you can bet on them and all this sort of stuff and that's the other thing because you're at the uh you're at the golden saucer which is just their like disney world in the sky and Disney Vegas. Yeah, it's Disney Vegas. Disney Vegas. Uh, because people die, but also mascots. Right. And there is, I guess that's actually just Disney. But the point is, there's all this stuff you can get there that is like huge end of game stuff that you really have to work for. I mean, the battle arena, you can get the the W summon, which is, I think, what you right. equip to Knights of the Round. You the, can get Omnislash. There's a lot of stuff in the game, or in this is a part of the game, where a lot of people either like not lose interest mm-hmm. it's hard i've talked about this with the end of final fantasy games because they just kind of throw you at the end of the game and they're like here's everything and people yeah. kind of become aimless and then they realize they have to go like fight a boss and so it's it went from we're taking you on this journey fight these people fight this fight that fight this now it's like okay it's on you if you're strong enough and yeah. you have to figure out a way to level up and be good at this right so people start to be like how do i do this without having friends or having like whatever because you can go right to the northern crater and try to get uh into the center of it and fight sephiroth right or you just go anywhere and there are going to be things on the map and that's why i love the way the map is is laid out so for example southwest corner of the map there's a tiny island that's mm-hmm. half desert and half just grass and you can land on that right and then the only thing that there is to fight there are those little cactus guys, mm-hmm. which are a thing in Final Fantasy realm lore or whatever. And you can turn those into tetra elementals if you morph them. And it's like all this stuff where you see a tiny island, you see a little area of land, you see something new, and you're like, well, what's the point of this? And it's a mystery that you have to solve on your own. So you have yeah. to go investigating for yourself if this is something you want to spend time on or if you're like, screw this, I'm just going to beat the game. Right. I yes. obsessed over this shit. Right. I got the golden chocobo. I got all the extra materia. I got uh, every level four limit break. Mm-hmm. I get, God, I, I get every character up to level 99. Mm-hmm. Uh, I get the extra characters. I see all their extra backstories. So there's so much to do in this game. Right. They, Getting materia, like master materia, is insane in this game. Right. And I did it at least three times in playthroughs. Yeah, I think I think that was also why I love this game as well, is like the inventory management, mm-hmm. selling materia, what material are you going to oh, yeah. use, and things like that. Uh, again, so many levels to this game. That's why I think we're harsher on games that don't have as much depth. Yeah. Because they're like, hey, the story's pretty good and the gameplay is pretty good. And it's yeah. like, well, what else do you do? It's like, that's kind of mm-hmm. that's kind of it. It's you go on side hours. quests and like that sort of thing and like that's all you do. And then this game is like all these different things you can do side to side, all these different towns, all the little yeah. mini quests, the strategic games and you're on the mountains trying to fight the con- fight for the condors oh, and yeah. things like that. Like there's so many things in this game that's like you 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 were taking a break from playing Final Fantasy VII to play this other thing, yeah. basically, but it's still the same game. And there's so much that they don't 
tell you that they let you find out if you get the Phoenix materia from uh, from saving the condors and you have it equipped and you die, you automatically summon the Phoenix. It does a bunch of damage to your opponent and then you get reborn with full life. Like, they don't tell you that shit. That shit just happens and you're like, oh, holy hell, this is such a fun, crazy experience. That animation's so cool. That animation is so good. Gorgeous. So good. They all are. Like, all the summons in this game so impressive super fun so impressive neo bahamut's bringing you up to the sky yeah. so he can hit you that Bahamut's baller move in the world it's like a baseball player who like you know is gonna hit a home run he's like bring the tee ball out bring the tee up yeah, All right, yeah. give me the ball i'm just gonna put it right here and uh, i'm gonna crack so, it somebody get the opposing pitcher's wife and sit her right <laughs> next to me i want to wink at her I while wink. i hit this all right let's go that's how every summon in this game feels. <laughs> did in your first playthrough because there are two extra characters you don't need to get in the game. Right. But did you get Yuffie? Did you get Vincent? I got... So the first time I played it, I did not. Mm-hmm. I played Final Fantasy games correct but wrong. Okay. So I'm not... I didn't... I didn't understand that's like you progress through the games and you have to level up and the levels are going to like correlate with where you are, right? Yeah. So... What the games, and they do, the first one I played was Final Fantasy VIII, is they're like, here's Shiva, here's Ifrit, right. here's Quizzicottle. And I'm like, okay, why would I ever have them attack? Yeah. Because these GFs and summons do a thousand percent more damage mm-hmm. than any of these other characters. So I'm like, I'm never going to attack, I'm never going to level up. Right, I can I'm just going to use these. I can just use these summons, and it takes you far. Yeah, it throughout. does. It really can take you far in the game. And I'm like, oh, I play this incorrectly. Having Vincent is important. <laughs> Having Yuffie is important. It adds yeah. to like the gameplay, adds to the story. And even just seeing, playing the game once and not having them and then replaying it and having just those two extra characters be in the scenes and you can interact with them. Like, yeah. oh, it's so much better and livelier and everything. it's totally worth it. That they actually have like full dialogue that mm-hmm. they give you. And with, with Vincent especially, because we talked about Yuffie's backstory and also hilarious that this game is just like, kind of anti-capitalist kind of anti-imperialist and just right. like l- just lightly sprinkles that around you throughout the entire narrative but vincent gives this crazy insight into everything involving sephiroth and it's just a fucking riddle you have to right. solve this riddle he's hiding in a casket in the shinra mansion he's mm-hmm. fucking emo aristotle you would be a great you'd vincent. love him you'd love him he, love him already yeah he can kind of fly he wears a cape. He would kind he, of. He's, he can kind of. He he's, floats. He's literally Van Helsing. If Van Helsing could turn into a werewolf. Yeah. It's like the. That's, and a Frankenstein. And a Frankenstein. But I mean, just any monster. But it's a Van Helsing guy with guns. And he can And I know that monsters. some people out there are like, you mean Frankenstein's monster? And I'm like, no, no. he's a scientist. He can no. turn into whatever he wants. <laughs> but you find him by finding a secret code in the Shinra mansion, unlocking a safe beating a boss, then you get a key to the basement, and you get the Odin summon, go down into the basement, open up the, this hidden door, find Vincent, he's like, hey, what's your deal? And if you say the right things to him, he'll come join you. But he's a former Turk, turned kind of the dad of Sephiroth, and he's like, oh, I gotta kill this bad guy with you. How much of this are you following, Aristotle? You say, well, you say he turned the dad of Sephiroth? Like he he's turned- kind of the dad. He's... He's basically like this. This is always the thing that confuses me with Final Fantasy VII. This even, is this even this, now. This, even this now is if, the part. This? If you're like who who are Hojo's pa- or who are Sephiroth's parents? I'm like it's kind of Hojo. I still didn't understand why Cloud was flying. 
No one can explain that to me. Somebody probably could. Uh, he had Genova cells Jovis. injected uh, into him. It's and the so only since time he could, somebody flies in that game. It's the idea that Genova is this being that can summon its body parts to itself to, okay. re, to rematerialize. And so since Sephiroth is Genova's daughter, or Genova's son, his mother, uh, that he has Genova cells mm-hmm. in him and he can just pull anybody with Genova cells wherever he wants in the world, which is why the reunion happens. Right. They're all coming to Genova, mm-hmm. who is technically Sephiroth. And Sephiroth has, is the one-winged angel, but even though Cloud can just fly, what the fuck, everybody? He can only what fly. What the fuck, everybody? He can only fly right. if Sephiroth wills him to. Oh, okay. That's the thing. All these people for the reunion are mm-hmm. just there because Sephiroth is willing them we to be there. We are touching on Superman territory. We are Jesse. getting We're close. Just, you're like, not close. We are in it. You're like, actually? We, we are right there. <laughs> he, I mean, the sun makes him strong. <laughs> but Vincent is a character who uh, is directly tied to the people who were involved in the experimentation that led to Sephiroth. He knows Professor Gast. He uh, he was in love with this woman, Lucretia, who I think, yeah, is the, the, who is the woman who carries Sephiroth to term. So, like, all of this stuff starts swirling around about the backstory of Sephiroth, and it's all fucking optional. Right. You don't have to know any of it. You don't have to interact with any of it at any point in time. And what's pretty great about the game is that those characters will really always match your level. So if you miss yeah. Buffy, you can still go get her. You can still go get Vincent. She'll be level 58 as opposed yeah, to 18. You'll, so they let you go back. So it's like there's a lot of games where it's like, oh, you just missed it, and yeah. it's over. And why this game's so interesting and in actually finishing backstories, I've played a lot of video games that are like, hey, we'll give you this character. And the point of this character is that it can do these abilities. Mm-hmm. And that's basically it. Like, there's yeah. not going to be... An interest there's not really gonna be a huge backstory. Right. It's kind of like I didn't get along with my family, and I'm and that's with you it. now. And it's like that's it. That's the end of it. Basically. Yeah. After playing Lost Sphere, which by the way is a bad video game, don't play it. Uh, <laughs> this like it's so striking to me how good Final Fantasy VII was and how much effort went into it. Because I mean, Yuffie's whole thing is like, no, you guys are part of a country that invaded us for no fucking reason. Right. You guys are a superpower and you're evil. You're a corporation. Yeah. Huh? You're, country your national corporation who is who's trying to take over the world this is fucked up and it's like yeah it's a great viewpoint especially from a game that starts with eco-terrorism right and then vincent's is like i used to belong to this company Mm. i let them do evil shit this is the greatest mistake of my life i need to pay like i need penance for what i've done which is why he's living in this casket i just i just they should, just, they should just come out and say they're Nestle. We, yeah. We can all We, we get on. it. Your just Google, take, your Coca-Cola, you're whatever. You're our resources. Yeah, I get it. And then we also have the optional backstory of seeing Cloud turn into Zack. Right. Because it's been teased the whole way that Cloud pushed his personality, on, or that he, he stole Zack's personality, basically, uh, because he needed a thing to be, and he had Mako, and he had Genova cells, and he didn't know who or what he was, and so he just took on whatever was closest. And we get to see Zack escape from the Shinra mansion with Cloud. We get to see Zack defend Cloud, give his life to save him, and then Cloud take Zack's buster sword and his outfit and head into Midgar. And that's where the story picks up, is that Tifa finds him and is like, I knew you from long ago. How long has it been? And it's been seven years since they've seen each other. Wow. So a lot of stuff. A lot, a lot of, stuff. of stuff that's optional. A lot of stuff that's optional. I love when games have optional stuff at the end. Right. I My favorite part of Breath of the Wild is finding all the memories if you want them. I wish mm. there were more of them in that game because the more the end of game content is narrative based, the more interested in it 
I personally it, am. It really depends on the game. The game better be great. The stories better be great because there's just a lot of games where it's like, just go, just, we had to give you extra stuff. Yeah. We had to. Yeah. Other games did it. We felt forced. Here's the thing. Go do that. Meanwhile, this game, I mean, did you beat the extra weapons? I beat, I think, one. I didn't do the desert one. That's Ruby. That's Ruby. Mm-hmm. I didn't do that. I beat the underwater. Emeralds. I beat Emerald. Yeah. Um, but Ruby was, like, too hard, and I think I just hit a point where I'm just like, fuck this. Like, so, <laughs> there. when you get into a fight, first of all, I love that they do this, too. They just mm-hmm. show you as soon as you get underwater in the world, there's this massive building-sized machine thing that is swimming Scary around. Scary as hell so ominous and in the dark the way it's just floating slowly it's the scariest goddamn thing in the world and they're like you could potentially fight this later you need to do so much stuff to get a piece of materia that allows you to breathe underwater to fight this thing for longer than 20 minutes do you remember this yeah morph a bunch of things into different elements give them to this old man and calm who's just like yeah i'll give you this book you can trade this book or whatever for this materia and then you can fight this thing that will obliterate you in a goddamn second unless your guys are above level 90. They all have four cut mastered on them. Somebody has Knights of the Round. Somebody has Phoenix. Somebody right. has Double Cast. Like, you need all this shit. And then you can take this thing on. Otherwise, it's going to one-hit one you, you. Yeah. And the game's over. And you're fighting it at the bottom of the ocean. It's horrifying. It's a terrifying it's a fight. It's a terrifying thing, yeah. And I love it. Yeah. I got my guys so strong in a playthrough that I could beat that thing in like a minute flat. Like that's how over leveled you can get your guys to the point where the boss of the game is a single hit. See, I one hit Sephiroth. I think this is where it's not that grinding annoys me. I think I couldn't take the the um, the battle cheer at the end. Oh, just over and over. Just over. And over <laughs> and over and then I like hearing that over and you probably love it and now it's part of your DNA at no, this point. I, I totally get especially the the battle thing at the end. But that's been used in many, many Final Fantasy games. Mm. But there are other other ones that are way more annoying. Be- eight I know understand that because eight doesn't do necessarily the same thing. Once you get to the fourth disc in eight, it's just kind of like, hey, we couldn't be as creative. You just kinda go grind because you're already in her other you're you're right there so you don't have a choice basically right and so like that's where it came to i'm like oh this isn't like entertaining this is just kind of like hey you were supposed to do all this other work but you actually didn't get there and i'm like fuck i don't want to do that right i was like it's so much what the hell i went from this amazing story to just like all right now go spend 15 hours fighting things i spent i spent so long i got to a point where so I had Cloud equipped with Mastered Forecut, uh, mm-hmm. W Summon with Knights of the Round. He had Phoenix on. He had all the like sp- or hit points plus whatever. He was mm-hmm. maxed out, and I got him Omni Slash, which is super time consuming to get at the Golden right. Saucer. But I got him his final limit break. I got him so that his limit break was like good to go. And then you got to go fight Ruby in the desert. You got to bump into this thing on uh in the high wind and then this little this little red speck on the screen jumps up and it's a giant fucking monster thing and she's been hiding there well, the you could meet in the first disc yeah because you're out in the desert in the middle of the prison or whatever yeah so you could run into these things it's and be like what the hell was this it's wild and then what he'll do is he'll 
suck two of your uh, your players mm-hmm. into the into the sand and they're gone from the fight. You have to beat the hardest thing in the game with only one person, and you just hope that it's the right person. It's so that's, much. I think that's what made me just be like, no, why? I, yeah, no, and well, like on t- no. On top of that. You have to beat Weapon itself, which is flying around. If you bump into him and fight him enough times, you can defeat him. Then you can get Cloud's, uh, I think it's called Final Heaven, mm-hmm. and it's his last weapon. And, like, there's so much. So There's so much to this game. So you game. get all the extra stuff, and you have to go down deep into this cavernous hole and fight separately. Yeah, the Northern Cave. Ten times. Yeah. How many times? Five, three times? Uh, you fight, well, you fight Genova once. Okay. And you fight Sephiroth twice. Okay. No, three times. You're three right. Times. Four times. Uh, you fight four times. Before you even get there, though, the northern crater is insane. You're right. All of the all of the monsters you fight in it are so weird and so many. It's so many different regions. It feels like they made an entire like new world underground, which right. I always loved. Mm-hmm. And you can split up, go in a couple different directions, find a bunch of different stuff. This is where I did all of my grinding. Uh, to level up the materia, because there's this one spot in the crater that feels almost like a like a magical fairyland cave. How does it feel towards the end of the game when you have like characters you just haven't been leveling? Oh yeah, it just when, cracks me up. I mean, listen. Well, let's talk about this. What was what was your typical party build? I I always had Tifa, mm-hmm. Tifa and me, and then I'd either do Sid or Red. Okay. Were always like my other t- my other two, so it just cracked me up because I always think I hit a point. Even though Barrett's super important for some mm-hmm. reason, I just like rarely use him. So whenever he's just like, "I'm here to help," I'm like, "You can just yeah, you can like, you can go. Ho- you got a daughter. You yeah. can just go. You should. You, you can should, just go. The rest of us are super strong. You should right. go find Marlene like this, right now. This is a lion. Yeah, I know you got a gun. This is a, a this can, is. His tail's on fire on purpose. He's the smartest person here, and he's a lion. Mm-hmm. We should all be scared. Yeah, <laughs> it's insane. He's 48, and he speaks English. <laughs> uh, I usually go Cloud, Barrett, and I want to go Red because he's so fun, but mm-hmm. his level four limit break is like a, isn't as impressive as some of the others. Right. Tifa's limit break I like, but it's so like, oh, I could miss with all of these. This is right. such a pain I in the think ass. I think it was just mostly at the time, it was like whatever was working, I'm like, I'm sticking yeah. with this. And when I whenever you meet a new character, they're super strong at the time and they're equal to you or whatever. So you're like, so I'm not going to use this character who's level eight. Yeah. Right? I'm using this character who's like level 27. Yeah, of course. So I'm bailing completely on a fucking character. I will say that there is nothing as silly as the realization that you've gotten Kate Sith to 99. How? I don't know. I just needed to. I needed to do it. And there's also, like, because it's all experience stuff, and it's all AP stuff. That's why I would spend all of my time right. in that one location. I would do the uh, the elixir hack. Do you right. remember this? Yes. So there is a materia, W item, where you could use two items at once. But if you went in battle into the menu and selected elixir, and then when it said to select the other one, just exited out of it, they would add an elixir to your number. So you would just have... Be building up elixirs. Yeah. You have infinite whatever you want, and I would use it with elixirs and mega elixirs, even though I would never need them. Right. But that's how you get tons of experience. Jesse just wanted a blanket. What's that? He just wanted a blanket. You're like, I don't need these. No. I feel, <laughs> feel comfortable having yeah. them. I'm comfortable now. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's it, 
I kind of understand how billionaires' brains work because right. of that glitch. I don't need where it. I'm like, I don't need any of this. I don't need it, but, but it's different. Can you imagine? But can I, you imagine? I think you'd think about those elixirs different if it was like, did you know every time you took an elixir, you're actually taking it from a poor family? <laughs> I think you'd be like, oh, yeah, that's, that's true. Elixir for I only, that's you're true. like, I only need like 10 then. Yeah. I only need like 10. Elixirs <laughs> are a zero-sum game. <laughs> But I would grind uh, there nonstop until I got everybody level 99, every, all of the max out material. I mean, you saw me. I did this on your PlayStation. I 100%ed this game. Yeah, 100% on my PlayStation. Which includes through. having 99999999 dollars or gil. And I'm like, this is all Jesse. The only one thing I have over Jesse in a Final Fantasy game is I did the Chocobo thing in Final Fantasy X. Yes. That was like, do this race in less than Which one second. Or I've whatever. done it before. I've done it before, but we did it like all day. Yeah. And then like after an hour after you left, I finally fucking did it. Because we, we were playing Final Fantasy X and we were trying to beat the Dark Aeons. Right. And we hadn't gotten one of the Destruction Spheres in the Cloister <sighs> this of Trials. Upset me. This is a thing where it's like, did you do this? No. Well, then fuck. We got to yeah. go do a lot of bullshit if we want to get this. You could have done this one easy thing, but here we go, uh. jackass. So get down to the bottom of the crater, and everybody's there. You fight Genova, mm-hmm. and Genova is this like weird spherical thing with long tentacle arms and a weird... It's every, it's crazy. It's every final boss. Yeah. The octopus are, are scary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So beat the Genova octopus, fall down to the center of the crater... And Sephiroth is hovering in front of the holy materia and stopping it from emanating out as because now Meteor is about to crash into the planet. And so the whole thing is we got to beat Sephiroth so that uh, holy has a chance to work so that Meteor can be stopped. So this is all going to be okay. Fight him in his first form, which is like this uh, part fish, part statue of Michelangelo's David. Sephiroth. 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 Aerith. That's that's what you brought to the table. Well, because I like I've seen him. <laughs> He's fall apart. It's part fish. It's fair. I mean, you, we are third. This is the end of a Final Fantasy game. This mm-hmm. is the end of a Japanese yeah RPG. Okay, none of it should make sense. Also, all of it should make sense, and none of it should. N- make sense. This is also a thing that happens with like split the party up and like, do you want to see if the other party wants to fight? And so I was like. The guys who are level 29? No, I don't. No. I don't give a fuck about them. I I haven't this entire time. I told Barrett to go home. Did you not hear me? I would (laughs) rather his daughter fight with me at this point. at this point, totally. So, beat that. These are two good fights that have good music to them, and they're fun and they're entertaining, but it's that third fight you get to Mm -hmm. against Sephiroth as the one-winged angel, Mm -hmm. where he hovers down the screen as a God slash human, right? With this massive chorus underneath him, and I'm playing it for y'all right now. Mm-hmm. Just take a second and listen to this. That's some epic fucking shit. Epic shit. That's such an impressive this, this, final boss. This this music. I don't. Is this? Is there one person that does all the music for Final Fantasy? For they, seven, yeah. For, no, but I'm saying like. They're like, oh, we gotta get this guy for nine. There was a famous composer who did a lot of the Final Fantasy. I think he did seven, eight, nine. Yeah, and I think it's the John well. Williams of Final Fantasy. He's the John it's Williams a, of genuinely, Final Fantasy. Genuinely, genuinely, which yeah. is why Final Fantasy X was interesting because they did it all on a soundboard as opposed to as opposed to orchestrated, which is why it sounds so different. But this song plays the entire fight. It's such a slow, methodical thing. If you want it to be, Sephiroth has a move called uh, Supernova, where he shoots this like comet 
past every single planet in our solar system. They literally watch it go past like Pluto, Neptune, Uranus, everything until it hits the sun. And then the sun begins to expand rapidly and takes out every fucking planet. And since we're supposed to be on Earth, though they don't call it that, you see the sun expanding towards Earth and then you just see the sun expanding towards your characters and engulf them. Does a ton of damage and then turns your guys into frogs. Total sense. Makes total sense. Aristotle, your face right now is priceless. The frogs is the... Like there's, a, there's a stupid magic thing in the game where you fight frogs, and every time the frog swipes at you, you also turn into a frog. Yeah, you get frogged, bro. And you basically have to... And you can't do any magic and you can't do any damage, so you have to use an item to remedy yourself to not be a frog anymore. So it's, also, just, it's just a fucking roadblock. Where is the frog if... Exactly. Has been sure. Exactly. Sure, 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 sure. This is this is when it turns into just like you saw this thing. We're trying yeah. to make it hard. Shut up. It's so good. <laughs> it's so good, and I don't fucking care. I exactly. love it. I love how good this is. Beat Sephiroth, and he slowly dissolves, and like light starts to emanate from him, and he just is gone. Right. Everything is gone, and then you're back to the the center of the cave, and every one of your teammates is like, I guess that's it. I guess now we just go and we wait for Holy to see if it'll save us from Meteor. And everybody starts to walk away, and and Cloud freezes because he's once again being summoned by Sephiroth, and he's like, he's still here. I have to go face him. And his, like, subconscious self goes somersaulting out of the body, out of his body, out of the screen, and into the middle of the life stream, goes through, like, worm tunnels, and then finds himself face-to-face with Sephiroth, who is shirtless, ripped, and holding a big-ass sword, wearing leather black pants... And you just get this standoff. And if at this point, like the first time I played this game, I did not get Omnislash. I did mm-hmm. not know Omnislash existed. And so as you're watching the standoff happen in this dark void opposite Sephiroth, where you're both just staring each other down with your massive swords, your limit bar is increasing little by little until it finally just fills up and it's like, you get to move. And suddenly Omnislash is your limit. And you're like, I've never heard of this. And you select it. And Cloud just charges towards Sephiroth and hits him like 20 times in rapid succession, jumps up in the air, sword above his head, and just deals this crushing blow straight down into him. And Sephiroth just starts to bleed, and he just starts to dissolve, and he just implodes in front of you, and he's gone. That's badass. (laughs) That's super fucking badass, right? I mean... Cloud should have also been wearing leather pants. He also yeah. should have been shirtless. He should have had yeah. He should have had a wig of Sephiroth's hair. Like he should have just been doing an impression of Sephiroth. <laughs> or he just looks like he just looks 80s hair. He's got a band a yeah. bandana on. He's like, what is he's, happening? He's got a, a denim vest with no sl- the sleeves were ripped <laughs> off. And just yeah, an American bandana flag. So you kill him and that's it. That's it. That's the end. That so what happens is you kill him, and then it's like, oh, we gotta get out of here. You escape with your entire teammate on the high wind, and it's like new form. There's basically been this like emergency button that says like I haven't ever pulled this lever, but he pulls it. All the like old timey wings come out, and then all of a sudden it's this massive jet propelled thing, and you're like, okay, well now we're we got out of the canyon. I don't feel that confident as him being a captain anymore. I couldn't even fucking know the plane. Yeah, it's jets on it. It's supposed you to be your baby. Were, what's, what's wrong did with you? you? Not find a giant container of fucking oil that's yeah. needed to fly this goddamn thing. So, Sorry. figured it out. Figured it a out. A little late. You get out of the northern crater, and then it's all about just watching as meteors is descending into, into Gaia. And as it's descending, 
holy shows up and it starts pushing against it and you're like oh fuck this isn't going to be enough and then the life stream just comes out of nowhere and the whole planet is just like green with the energy of Doesn't, the planet don't people have to like start praying don't people start there, starts praying aries uh, Aerith, sorry has been praying for holy the entire time Got which it. is why it's glowing and ready to move once sephiroth is killed so holy comes out life stream comes out comets or meteors headed right towards the earth and everything just goes like this flash of light and then it just dissipates into uh, the same scene of Aerith from the beginning praying over holy and then credits roll and we're all like did we save it Mm -hmm. and then it says i think it's like 500 years later and they show red 13 and he's running with uh with a couple of his cubs so he survived which means they all survived and then we have him coming up over Midgar, and instead of being this enormous city, it's been reclaimed by wildlife, and it's covered in green. And so it's like, yeah, you did save the planet, and you saved everybody on it, but we don't actually say it, we imply it, which is such a good ending. Mm-hmm. I just wish they showed up for a couple minutes longer, where it's like hundreds of other lions show up, yeah. and they're like, it is ours. Yeah, we take <laughs> just... Feasting on all the humans. They murdered everybody. We saved the planet from Meteor so that uh, Red could... He's been the bad guy this entire time. It. Oh, that'd be fucking awesome. There's there's so much about that ending that's... I mean, the music is fully orchestrated to what's happening on screen. It's so mm-hmm. intentional. The fact that the game starts with us seeing Aerith praying over Holy, but we don't know that's what it is, and that it right. ends with that same thing, and that it ends teasing her theme, her leitmotif right. within the music is so good. It's so thoughtful. It's such a complete fucking story. This is why Final Fantasy VII means so much to me. Is It is a complete narrative. It's so purposeful right. in telling the story it wants to tell and showing you the characters it wants to show you. And it's a fucking masterpiece. And this is why when we play the remake, mm-hmm. we're like you're fucking with the story. Yeah. That's the part That's that you want to change. Like, you can change anything else. Yeah. You, I would just change whatever. Like, you are like, what if we fucked with the story and made the story different? I'm like, that's what the game had going it's for. It's fucking insane. That's what it had going for. Would it's not, it's also, the, I hate that it's in chapters, but I'd let it go if the story was like, we're yeah, doing the, the same. same fucking thing. Or if you added to it but didn't subtract to it and they're right. trying to subtract from it. Ah! Keith. Ugh! What is. The best piece of music in this game, in your opinion? Oh Jesus! I um, want to know all of the best character, the best piece of music. Like, give me everything. Okay, best best music off the. I mean, it's fucking Final Fantasy VII's music. Other than the battle music, mm-hmm. is phenomenal. Like, pick pick any of the sleepy cities, any of the yep. towns. Eris's theme song, mm-hmm. Tifa's theme song, the open world, the opening theme. world theme song. Like, there's so many. Like the fucking even the menu. Music yeah. is goddamn amazing. Oh yeah, the prelude at the beginning is beautiful. Beautiful. Uh, as much as it's like it cracks me up, and I don't want him on like rest of it. Like I love Barrett. Like yeah. he's great. He's with you the whole way. Basically, his story and his character himself. He's has a lot of depth to him. He's a lot. He's very different. Even the comedic aspect of he's just basically a big teddy bear, mm-hmm. essentially, who just is angry at everybody. Will shoot anyone at any point. 
Um, just a just a screaming screaming any curse where he can say shooting anything he can find and then being like where's my baby girl I love her so much <laughs> going to the golden saucer and seeing the difference between like a poor town where I was living in tents to get mm-hmm. inside a fucking cable car and you're going right. I love the night the noir 1940s kind of feeling that all the cities everything have. in Midgar has everything that, has yeah. that but even in um I forget the town Juno. When yeah. you go up above, it's still like all everything's like a 1940s vibe, but it's like steam, uh, uh, cyberpunk, steampunk, steam, cyberpunk. There is some cyberpunk. It's more cyberpunk right. yeah. because of Midgar, and it's like the future and stuff. And you're seeing like the huge difference between classes and quality, yeah. and how some people are above the plate, and people are below the plate, and there's, things like that. There's so much in this game that's about corporatism, that's about right. classism, that's about uh, environmentalism. I love beginning of RPGs because you don't have it easy there's not a lot of possibilities and it's also just very like simple mm-hmm. where it's like you're just gonna go do these things and then by the time you get to the second or third disc to a rpg they're just crazy yeah right there's just so much bullshit going on and at the beginning it was like you were just starting out and going on an adventure this who mm-hmm. the character is um and that's what final fantasy 7 does a great job of of just like midgar is just 20 hours first disc is like you're just in, in Midgar. Midgar, just doing Midgar bullshit, and then you're not in Midgar and then for the, the rest open of the game. The world, and you come back to Midgar, and you see how Midgar has you, changed. You can later on at the very end of the game find a way to get back into Midgar to go back to Aerith's house, right? Aerith's, er, 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 go back to the house where Aerith is from, right? And I just Final Fantasy VII was a great game in terms of you. It's like why Zelda is a great game mm-hmm. is if you fuck with it if you try to experiment with it if you try things if you show up somewhere too early too late you just see what's going on and yeah. they'll tell you like oh I'm waiting for this thing to happen you come back later it has happened yeah. it's like things like that because most video games that we play are just kind of like NPC is like lifeless and says a thing yep. and you just kind of like move on they're on rails right and this game exists with its own ecosystem what were you going to say Aristotle what were you going to say you saw that microphone uh... going towards your mouth that they're like not even programmed into the rest of the game until their part of the game is supposed to show up. Yeah, right. And there's something to be said for like NPCs that are like, no, I do my thing no matter what, like the Skyrim thing. I'm like, that's cool, but it doesn't serve the story. Can you, again, I'm talking depth, like looking for materia. Yeah. And not just like treasure chests. I mean, materia balls will like roll past things. You have yeah. to try to grab them in time. Like yes. there's things in the game where I'm like, yes. you're literally... Easter egg hunting the whole game that's how you for get, powers. That's how you get the Leviathan summon material. I'm just like, there's so much shit going on and making sure you have updated weapons, going to the town, where are, is the weapon store? We gotta look it, for all these things. It feels like every square inch of this game had one developer that was tasked with making this as unique as possible, with right. making it as like intentional and as memorable. Because just the fact that like, uh, we gotta find a place to put the Leviathan summon. Um, if we put it in the sleeping forest, and it levitates in and out, and they have to see it, find it, and then, like, find where it's going to be. That'll be really memorable. Yeah, you're right. Let's do that. That's a fucking crazy thing to yeah. add for a one-off piece of magic in the game. Totally. I love it. I love it. It's my favorite game of all time. I just want to listen to the music always. You've sold me. I've sold, I've sold you. you. We have games, but I don't know, like... No, I, I have games, but none of my games are Final Fantasy games. Uh, I guess my games aren't technically either okay so this has been final fantasy 7 the third disc yeah okay and And now and now aristotle let's do the real episode now we're gonna do the real episode my buddy what's up what's up how how was your year it's uh been busy Uh, 
busy and not busy, just trapped in home with my two roommates, which on paper sounds great. And uh, it was. You're sick of having roommates. Uh, Man, you hate them so much. Uh, you hate them. They're yes terrible and no. People. <laughs> no, I. <laughs> I love them, but at the same time, I'm like, man, I want to see other people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's um, what's up. Uh, I got very into stoicism, and I'm sorry, Ramdas. I was listening to a lot of Ramdas. Okay. I was so like, I was set, though. I was like, I don't, I don't even need to see other people. I'm all I need. <laughs> yeah. The, the universe is inside of me. So you're forced into it. A little bit. Yeah. yeah. I genuinely yeah. love <laughs> Stoicism I love. Ram Dass was like, this is comforting in this time. And then like the moment, the moment uh, I like something came into my life that broke that, I fucking broke so hard. Oh my, what happened? What happened? Uh, Last episode, say whatever, it doesn't matter. Well, it's not quite about that. <laughs> He's like, I still got to work there. Can you like... Well, no, it's not, not work related. It's, 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 What's personal. your name? What's her name? Who are you fucking badly? Who are you fucking badly? Uh, you fucking where'd you badly? meet? How'd you meet? Well, this, see, this is where I was like, man, I wanted to talk about this off mic. Uh, oh, okay. Okay, okay. we can talk about it. We can talk about it off mic, but, but just, like, just, just on mic. Who are you fucking mic, badly? Who are you fucking, who you fucking who, badly? Who you tell us? On mic, off mic, tell us. <laughs> I can't I, well, I'm gonna say anyone's name, but... I, but you fucking them badly. This was a... I, I had some times. Some, <laughs> some bad times. Uh, bad times? <laughs> She, uh, oh, this is great. This is according to her, uh huh. No longer fucking badly, you know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> he wants to end the podcast on that note yeah, to be like, go. I ain't fucking bad. I don't want to say it because that's away. such a brag, but also someone said it, so Aristotle. I'm gonna repeat it. <laughs> Aristotle, I love that to you. It's such a brag to say, I'm not fucking I'm badly. Not fucking yeah. badly. She not said, like, she's just like, you're okay. Yeah, and she, I'm like, you're amazing. Amazing. not no. badly. No. Yeah, it's above a seven. She was like, this is sufficient. Yeah. <laughs> so Aristotle, tell us from your point of view what it's been like working on this show. It's been an absolute pleasure. Oh, of course. That's not what that's he not asked. Yeah, he so, didn't uh, ask you to like pump us up like we're a fucking magazine or something like yeah. that. Like motivation. Or the way you pump up magazines. Or just like, <laughs> just like, it's been an honor. We didn't ask that. We yeah. said, what was it like? What was it like? What's it like? Give us the nitty gritty. I mean, it's truly just been a lot of fun. And it's a uh, terrible. I hate, oh, I hate him. Fucking I hate him. I'm, getting, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to compose my words. I don't know. It's... Well, here, how did you come to uh, to know about us? You know, I don't totally remember. I just remember you guys popping up somewhere. I was at Nerdist, and I was like, damn it. I want a video game podcast over here. Because uh, you, you left Nerdist at some point. Left, yes. Yeah, okay. I will say left. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so whatever happened, you were no longer at Nerdist. Yeah. Because and then... And then go ahead. Well, what were you going to say? Because, because when we pitched, nobody wanted to do a video game podcast. Yeah. Well, I... We, who, let me ask, who did you pitch to at Nerdist? Like, we pitched... Uh, no, we didn't pitch to Nerdist. Like, we were uh, pitching to Starburns, and we brought up to Kristen, uh, who helped us get in at Starburns mm-hmm. and meet Jason and everything. And even she was like, I don't think there's a market for it. We pitched to Jason and the two other people who don't work at Starburns, I think, in them are anymore. We're kinda, oh, right. We're kind of, like, staring at Jason, like... Why? What are you doing? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, no, at the time I was like, "This, this makes the most sense, and this is what we needed to have, and we didn't." And then, so you, you know, they don't do podcasts anymore. Yep. And then you came over to Starburns, mm-hmm. 
and I was stoked. And you were working with Noah. Right. Which I, part of me is always a little relieved when that kind of thing happens, where I'm like, okay, cool. Now I can talk to you guys. But I don't have to work I with don't have to, it. Yeah, yeah, I don't have to, like, there's no, there's no stress on me. I just like you and yeah. listen to the show. <laughs> uh, and then no, uh, I don't remember he if left. he left. Yeah. yeah. And that's what I was like, okay, I'll. Yeah, because I remember they, yeah. they approached us and they're like, you know the sound engineer, Aerosol, you've been working with? They're like, do you want him to be your producer? And we're like, yeah, yeah, we do. Obviously, Hell yeah. I was like, "Fuck yeah, man!" I'm gonna I'm gonna miss uh, getting some Santoro subs. Um, if you're in Burbank, hit up Santoros; they're amazing. And then just taking them into the Starburns Starburns Lounge, just like <laughs> having some fancy ass sparkling water that they had, hanging out, with, talking with you, eating a sandwich, chilling yeah. in the air conditioning, hot summer days. And that too. There's uh, uh, not to behind the curve too what do you much, got, what do you got? there's a you know not a lot of shows i guess it's a comfort thing maybe maybe it's a busy thing not all shows hang out after you know what i mean yeah there's a lot of shows that are also like we're here for business yeah in so i gotta go. jason told us we were the only happy people that showed up to starburns yeah, yeah. You, you could always tell when we were recording because you'd hear people laughing in yeah. the studio. <laughs> That's well, what he I'd, said. I'd also go ahead and say Jackie Johnson. Jackie Johnson. Oh, yeah. Jackie's so and wonderful. I still tell people, like, go follow Jackie Johnson. Yeah. She's one of my favorite people. You're like, just... I don't even care about makeup. I don't care fucking yeah. Jackie Jackie's, Johnson. Yeah, Jackie's She's dope. the fucking best. Yeah. Man, yeah, you've been, I mean, you've been working with us for a few years now, haven't you? I want to say yes, but it's also a blur. Where I was, yeah. I don't remember. I really don't remember this last year. I don't like, I don't, I, yeah. th- I think... There hit a point through this year. I think at the beginning we were trying to book guests and we were trying to do stuff. And I just think the pandemic just made everybody just like whatever you were doing, you hated it more. Yeah. Not like hated it. You're just. It was exhausting. Everything. I'm bringing it up. Uh, all the major TV events, mm-hmm. like all the major things are happening. Like everything was unsuccessful. Like nobody. It was like the least watched television shows, the least watched movies. Like yeah. nobody's. It's like people are at home, but no one's like doing anything like. Lots a lot of, of people going like, out for walks. Like going for walks or like the things you used to do all the time. You're like not that excited to do anymore. Yeah, it's tough. It's really hard. It uh for me it was also especially difficult to now even still continue to have to like explain every time. Here's how you record. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I was like I it's I don't lot. like I don't like driving to the office, but yeah. I certainly enjoyed being like, just go in the room. I've got the rest. Don't worry about one, it. One uh, of my favorite <laughs> things that uh, you know became an inside joke on our show was how often we would be recording with you in the room, and you would think you could get away with not turning your microphone on. Uh, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so much of what I like to do is just... I'm here, but I know, and I'm not. Here. I know you're at the edge of the pit. <laughs> I get you. I know what your deal is, but it's so funny to see Damn. you like move the microphone away from your face to talk to us when we were recording. Like we weren't gonna be like, turn your are fucking other mic people on. mean to you? What has happened? What, no, why? Who hurt you? Mean. I don't mean this who is a negative, you? but yeah, who screamed at you who, a bunch? So who you don't fucked talk. you badly? Who fucked you badly? No what? one fucked me bad. No but, one was ever mean. It was just about. Uh, I still. I've said it on the show before, and I still. 
hold true to it. There's an episode of Futurama where Bender meets God. It's like, if you did your job right, no one would oh, yeah. you did That's one of the at best all. episodes so, in the, in the but like So good. You hang out with other stand-up comedians, and there's just a theory. I haven't said, I'm not saying this is what happens to you or whatever. Stand-up comedians are the most insecure assholes in the world. <laughs> Real jerks. So when you like say anything that they can pull ammo from, it's almost like, why did I talk? Why did I say oh, anything? Why did I speak I up? And I don't think they're saying that to you. I'm just saying, like, I think... That's what they're programmed to they're do. They're just like... I've seen that happen, but I mean, we not do to me. Uh, and that's because... That's where stoicism comes in <laughs> again. Where I, again, from being around so many stand-ups, I'm like, what am I going to contribute to this conversation? Because... Don't every, touch people, women if they don't. Well, the, yeah, that, that's, but I just mean like the the riffs are going by so fast. If I'm going to throw something in, it better be fucking good, right? And so that's where I'm like, you want you to keep your batting average back. high. Yeah, want to make sure yeah. you can hit it. Yeah, I get it. I get that. I understand. Mm-hmm. I understand. I get it. What? Uh, I'm just going to keep asking you questions about it. Just I mean, like, I have a ton oh. of questions. It, well, have, go for it. I have a game. You got a game? I got an Aristotle game. Oh, fuck Whoa. yes. Just Aristotle stuff. This is called Aristotle the Game, the end of the podcast, the episode, <laughs> etc. Where I'm going to ask uh, Aristotle a bunch of Aristotle stuff. Okay. That, like, okay. we got, it's not going to be very, I'm not, you'll see. Okay, uh, okay. Most influential emo band. You can say for you, or I was kind of thinking about, like, the world in general. Like, what do you think, like, everyone pulled from... Whether they think they did or they didn't, I feel like I know what yours is. I don't have. I don't think I have one. Really? Perf- I I might, but I like. I know you. I know you have a most influential emo musician. Yes. Mm. Is it Bright Eyes? No. Oh, okay. I thought it would be. Would it be Mr. Bright? Bright Eyes is to, is uh, to you. From personally, my Chemical Romance, hands down, mm-hmm. number one. Wouldn't be doing anything I'm doing today without. Broadway and My Chemical Romance. That's I fair. Do you think Connor Oberst probably has a pretty okay. major influence on a lot of people? Mm-hmm. I've never really listened, so I can't say. But he's there's certain a, Bright Eyes songs that you get that, that you're like oh. I've heard everybody speak of yes. Bright Eyes. Right. Yes. What about you, Jess? For most influential emo bands? Yeah, or or for maybe for you. I don't know. I was Spread gonna say, in around. I was going to say, by the way, for most influential emo, mu- emo musician, I was going to say Skrillex. <laughs> <laughs> I would... Uh, Sonny Moore, he is influential, but he wasn't the reason emo... He, like, yeah. capitalized on it, And basically. I would I... My Chemical Romance... Super influential, band, though. Yeah. From first to last, I really clung on to because they went so much darker yeah right. they were like they were it like they're yeah. like let's all wear black clothes black hair like put it down across our face that when i'm sad my chemical romance when i was like i am in the middle of some heavy suicidal ideation it was from first to last there you go interesting all right yeah. interesting uh for me most influential personally was saves the day Ooh. yeah uh, because that was a band that changed my perception of what emo was because i was like i don't really want to listen to thursday but i do want to listen to saves the day <laughs> uh and i think commercially taking back sunday was the most oh, influential yeah. i could think of because it yeah. was just like also blurring that line a little bit thank you for bringing up thursday thursday too where uh they're very good they're Thurs- I feel like they're kind of Thurs- hard to listen to. Thursday, to me, is the Operation Ivy of emo music. Huh. Huh. 
Does it ever? If this ever get that deep cut, not quite. Operation Ivy is like basically like the beginning of, of like punk Oakland mm, punk yeah. music, basically. Yeah, and so they turned into Rancid, but they mm-hmm. were like the beginning band to nice. like do that kind of music, mm-hmm. and then so like I. I see Thursday as like the forefront of like that hardcore emo music and not just we look like an emo band because mm-hmm. uh, My Chemical Romance's first album, in my opinion, is like an emo album. But the second they moved away from it, I was like, this is rock. Opera. Yeah. yeah. Like you look like emo we're people, but like you were doing something. Yeah. As yeah. soon as different. I mean, Black Parade is is an, it's it's queen. cinematic. It's yeah. queen. Yeah. Right. Like I also say Thursday, though, because I've also heard a lot of other bands like yeah, Thursday took us out on tour, and that was our first big break. Oh, or nice. Jeff Rickley, he recorded us in his basement. Yeah. Like, he did that for everybody. Thursday was like one of those bands. You're like, oh, they're they're great. They're genuinely they're really nice great. to everyone. Uh, second question. Let's go. What is the best nail polish color for you? There you go. That's a good one. I think black is kind of just one of the... Just, just go to? Yeah. It doesn't have a fun name. It's just called black? I don't know. Or do you just yeah. get black ones? I just get black. Is, yeah. it, is it just because it makes you feel comfortable? It does. It, it felt it felt fun and sexy the first time, and now it's just it's truly more comfortable. Where I don't, I think maybe I've had a week in the past year or two where they weren't something. Wow, it goes so well with your facial hair and hair vibe. Mm-hmm. Like it, it just works. matches, He's man. Doing it. There are times where I'm like, what? I've was like, what the fuck am I doing? Whatever what you want, want, bro. <laughs> like Whatever you want. Yeah. Question three, Jesse, you can chime in too. I got a couple people. Who All do right. you gen? Okay. This isn't to be a joke. You're going to think of it as a joke immediately. <laughs> right. Who do you think you genuinely, who you think you could take in a fight? Like, even, it's, e- like, people are like, that's a pretty even fight by the looks of it, but you're like, I got that person. I mean, Timothy are we going, like, Chalamet? famous? Oh, I could uh, beat the shit out of Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> He, he he's a string small. bean. He's yeah. tall, he's but he's so, a string bean. I watched Arthur or the King the movie King, yeah. or whatever, and it's not that small people can't aren't capable of killing people. I'm like that person doesn't train. Yeah. There's no mo- there's your shoulders are so tiny. You're yeah. lifting thirty pound swords and shit like that. It's an ins- he couldn't stand up with his armor no. on. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's, he's a uh, he's a great actor and he speaks so many languages. And I would beat the shit out of him if I needed to. <laughs> I'll tell you who I want to fight. Who do you want to fight? Shia LaBeouf. Oh, because you think you fights. got it? Yeah. You think you got it? I think. Uh, I think if we could fight, like if we could box, I could get him. Okay. If it was just street, street fight, fight he'd like, probably knock my teeth out. Street fight, he's way crazier. Street yeah. fight, he's way crazy. But if I put myself in the headspace where I was like, I, I'm going to try to kill you because I know you're going to try to kill me. <laughs> I think maybe, maybe it could be really fucking fun. <laughs> who for Aristotle? Uh, I, I. Uh... I hate to kick a man while he's being kicked down already, but I feel like six nine is a pretty. <laughs> <laughs> he's got like skinny fat body. He's the first that? one that yeah, came like... to mind because one of the Pauls is trying to fight him, and I was like, "Oh, yeah, uh, I guess that." I hate. this I don't world. know how can one of the Pauls fight. I get because it's for money. I understand that, but after you go from like we're fighting real fighters to like we're gonna go fight six nine, it's like yeah. What I is like, this? Why are you doing? They this? have neither of them has fought a real fighter. <laughs> no, yet. just putting that out there. I am. Mm-hmm. Don't. Uh, question four: Top three most important cuisines. Rank them. Oof. Oof. Uh, you can do it too, Jess. I like for us personally. I think you personally, if you want, I like that's why I think if you want to throw out personal and then I want you to think like, all right, I think worldwide, like um, this is the most important. Uh, Indian, Japanese, French. Ooh, 
Wow. For you personally or everywhere? Uh, for me personally. Okay. I, actually, for me personally, it would probably be Indian, Japanese, Italian. But I think French cuisine is so fucking important worldwide. Mm. Well, that's what I was saying. We're ranking them... You do for a you preference. So you can be like, I what do you think like, this Aristotle? is my favorite. I think this has been influential and okay. that's been influential. Favorite but also, influential. like, this is what the world... I'm going to be so biased. Everyone's going to fucking hate me for this one. Okay. I left out Mexican. Fuck. Ooh. No, it's it's Indian, <laughs> Japanese, Mexican. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, I'm going to say vegan cuisine okay. up top. What about food, though? Uh, see, well, <laughs> that's, I like that you say cuisine, though, because when you say cuisine, I think... A sh- like a chef has to make this, and so I think this is clearly personal preference. Personal, but I do think I think in fifty years this will be influential. Socially, you're correct, unless they're socially, able to make steaks in a lab somewhere and they taste exactly the same. They're working you are, on it. They're Chicken. working on it. Um, I think for the environment, yes, yep. vegan up top. But I do think having not had the experience, but if you get a chef and tell him like you have to make. A vegan cuisine and you better fucking make it good that will inspire a lot of new creativity i, I will say my favorite indian dish is a vegan dish uh, w- and yeah w- which one uh chana masala oh yeah fucking chickpeas all day i think i've brought this up but i probably said it to you where i just think vegan chefs or the vegan mentality needs to move away from look it tastes just like well that's chicken. what I, it tastes it, just it needs like to be a taste like, like whatever just make it a great tasting yeah. thing and, and gives and, you protein and whatever and that's what i that's what i'm pushing for but yeah. that's also kind of what people want people want chicken so i was like well i'm gonna i guess i'll make something that's kind of like chicken right i'll bring caroline to try all the fake burgers i'm like how are they she's like they're whatever and i'm like yeah somebody's <laughs> like this is this is buffalo chicken but it's cauliflower i'm like no it's cauliflower just let it taste just, like just cauliflower be, let with, it be cauliflower because <laughs> buffalo cauliflower is it's great f- fantastic it's fantastic and if you tell them it tastes like chicken and they taste it they're like this doesn't taste like chicken yeah it's then like, it's well, like oh this sucks okay throw I... throw veganism away uh... pick regions aristotle pick regions this is the thing i do where the guest is thinking and i and i know you said the last thing you said was biased but i think there's one thing that you're not saying that i think is biased for you but you totally correct it's totally correct well yeah like if you guys say mexican food's the fucking best i'm like i'm on board i'm I'm not gonna say you're wrong because mexican food is so unarguably delicious that like everyone else in the world is like we're making cuisine, but after this, we're going to go, go get, get tacos. tacos. Any, yeah, exactly. Anything from Central America, like from Mexico <laughs> down to Panama, I'm like, yeah, I'm fucking in. You give me some pupusas from El Salvador, mm. I'm fucking sold. Yeah. So Mexican up top, I'm going to go Southern. Oh. That is my jam. Yeah, dude. Awesome. For some reason, my soul has always been Southern. And that's weird because uh, I don't know if you know this about you, but you're vegan. Yeah, I oh I know. It's, you so well, your second favorite thing is just only pork. Yeah, pork, fried chicken, mashed but it's chicken, all with lard. Everything's yeah. lard. Everything's covered. Everything's lard. lard. Yeah. And, uh, so when you ate me, across... was that like your thing? Like you oh, just get barbecue I'm... all the time? Yeah. Fuck yeah. My I, sister's well, the same way. She's a vegan now. She's like ribs. Well, that's all she fucking ate. <laughs> it's just ribs. And there's there's people making that stuff now. It's just not Good. like right. If you know, in the hipster world of veganism, fried chicken is the new thing. It's the new everything. 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 Even if you're vegan or not vegan, just fried mm. chicken. Nashville hot chicken is really everywhere. Okay, so we got Mexican, we got Southern. And I think I'll also go Indian third. Yeah, dude. So, like, it's so good. 
And my thing is, with all those spices, all the chefs, all the best chefs in the world, when they're like done cooking and they go out to eat, Mm -hmm. they go to Thai restaurants, Mm -hmm. they go to Japanese, Chinese, and Indian restaurants, Vietnamese restaurants. They hit everything from uh, from like Southeast Asia. That's all because it's just the spices are so different than I, everything that, that that they've been cooking. I would hate to have their palates. I'd love it and I'd hate. Oh yeah, because I'd hate all the food that I eat. Yeah. I'd hate all the food that I ate, and now I can't go have basic shit because my palate is like, get this out, get yeah. this yeah. out of my mouth. I had North it? Thai cuisine, like yeah. real North Thai cuisine, for the first time the other day, and I remember I there's this piece of sausage they had that had you know like lemongrass, cilantro, and peppers and all this stuff in it. And as soon as I like got it near my face, the smell was like, is funky. Right. Like my my mouth is like, don't put that in me. Ugh. And as soon as I ate it, I was like, no, I was wrong. This is fucking amazing. <laughs> like, it's just different things. There were yeah. ingredients I'd never seen before. Similarly, have you had this experience where when you start playing an instrument, you're like, fuck, now I can't. I can't even listen to music to say. Yes. I used to guitar. memorize lyrics. Guitar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Guitar for Jesse. I yeah. showed you listen to Fall of Troy. Yeah, I showed him Fall of Troy, and he's like, "What the fuck is this?" Uh, like he hated the technique <laughs> of the guitar because yeah. Thomas Eric, I told him, like learned guitar in three years, and I was like, "All right, now I'm going to play the guitar and sing at the same time." And Jesse was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> and I get it because other guitarists he's listening to are like beyond I, technical and amazing. I grew and up listening like to guitarists who could make their instruments sound like any other instrument they wanted, but couldn't write a hook to save their fucking <laughs> life. Like. Steve Vai is like, I made this incredible riff. Now what do you want to do? I want to destroy it with a dumb riff next to it. <laughs> Great. Tom Morello, good. Do you like Tom Morello? Tom Morello is amazing. Tom Morello is good? Okay. He's, he is exactly what it should be, where he's like, I'm a technician. I know what I'm doing. I refuse to make this into like a circle jerk here of like, oh, look at what I can do. Right. You know who else is an amazing guitarist, mm-hmm. and you'd never know it? Rivers Cuomo huh. from Weezer. Well, I I didn't know that until I think the Blue Album came out, and my brother had all the guitar magazines, and like that album was like number one for like technique and everything yep. like that. They're like, this is like a legit guitar He's band, a legit like, guitarist. Rivers is great, and the other guitarist is great, and Rivers is still playing all the hard shit, and <laughs> he's dumbing it down a thousand degrees. Same with the guitarist from Incubus, hilariously, Mike Isinger, I think, who was like, no, he's a virtuoso. These guys are all players who are just like, but you put me in this band to write something that complements the melody. So right. here I am. Question whatever. Yep. If uh, well, <laughs> you leave here now, you get in your car, you kill somebody in an accident sure. on your car. Yeah. God forbid none of this happens or whatever. Mm-hmm. But you end up having to go to prison for like five years. What's mm. the plan? Finally in read prison? the books. Did you're gonna just get, you're just going to go to the library. Yeah. I've, but uh, I'm saying like real prison shit. Not that like you're gonna something really horrible is gonna happen, but like there's probably part of you that's like I have to protect myself, kind of. Or thing. you have to be yeah. useful at something, right? Yeah. Ugh. Well, that's because um, I'm saying you murdered someone. Not like you're going away yeah. for a month. It's like you are hanging out with other people who also have murdered people. I would it's probably homicidal have to, negligence. You're five to eight. Uh, I'm gonna have to a deal with that, the guilt of that. That <laughs> would be. It's a that's, lifetime of crushing. That's how I know you're going to die. You're just going to die in prison. Um, but you're already worried about the person who's already dead. That's how I know <laughs> you're dead. Uh, but I, I, I haven't thought of that scenario of like, I mean, to protect myself. It's more, I've thought about it, especially after reading the autobiography of Malcolm X. He was just like, I just read 
everything I could yeah. while I was in there because all you have is time. It's but like, he also sounds... had people protecting him because he's Malcolm X. Yeah. You are Aristotle, a man who killed a child. And yeah. Now hang around other Did you murderers. know that you killed a six-year-old? Did you know you killed a six-year-old? And there's other people who hate people who've killed six-year-olds, you know, basically? Guess what? She was a violin prodigy. I'm telling you to become a tattoo artist real fast. Yeah. That's all I'm trying to tell you. Or cut hair. Oh, true. I could cut some hair. <laughs> I'd make toilet wine. There you go. Yeah. I'd learn to make mm. toilet wine and be like Jesse the best. said this in job interviews. <laughs> yeah. In every. I'd make toilet wine. I'd make toilet wine. Dare where, me. Where do you see yourself in five years? Or, I'd make toilet wine. Actually, I'd, I'd be pretty, you know, it's a risky business, but I I would enjoy making some shivs. Just giving out shivs. All right. Like, you need a shiv? <laughs> I can make a fucking shiv. I like how I'm like, stay away from stuff. You're like, I'll sell weapons. Yeah. <laughs> Guess what? Your nickel just turned into a dime because you got caught. Yeah, Have you, fun in there, buddy. What are you going to do when you're trying to sell the weapons when the bigger guy's like, I can just take it from you and, and stab you? you. like, well, guess what? It's going to fucking break, dude. And you're going to need another one. <laughs> and he's going to stab you with the broken thing because he knew it was going to... Okay. You aliens show up at your place. Mm -hmm. Okay? Sure. A lot of aliens in the news now. Private. That's true. Have you been paying attention to this? Uh, I've seen stuff, but like, I That's the, ex the perfect response to what has been happening with aliens. It's <laughs> like, yeah, aliens are flying around. I saw that. I don't know. I flipped to Instagram. Yeah. I had to get to real shit. Um, aliens show up your place. You'll have six hours to impress them before they blow everything in the world up. And only you know about it. I got this. Jesse can answer. I'll make toilet wine. Toilet wine. <laughs> get six hours to impress them. Six hours to impress them, and that's that's what they're here for. They're this is uh, the you Rick and Morty style, like impress. Do us. not Show me bring what you got. them into this. Yeah. Uh, no, this is for you to show them around L.A. wherever. Bring me your friends. You gonna, you gonna say to them? Look how badly I can fuck. Yeah, I sure am. <laughs> like, are you sure you you don't like and you don't enjoy watching this embarrassment? Are you gonna be like <laughs> you want to hear a story about a young man needing to use a bathroom? <laughs> I don't know. Take him to up to the Griffith Observatory. Be like, look, this is where we look for you. They'll be like, wait. So the reason we shouldn't kill you is because of how nice your planet is. <laughs> don't don't kill me. I have a nice car. I'm just gonna take your car after I kill you. Five. Okay, you only have four hours left because it takes forever to get to the fucking place <laughs> to park and everything. We've already answered the question. You just don't know yeah. it. I mean, I guess the the real answer is that you don't. There's no, there's nothing that we're we bro, can do that would impress them. Bro, you take them to get Indian food. Yes. Um, you're gonna be like, tell me these flavors exist anywhere else in the universe. And they're gonna be like, aren't we supposed to use utensils? And you're like, dude, your fingers. They're like, oh my god. And they're gonna be like, <laughs> well, guess what, idiot? Now we can just kill you and make this food. And you're gonna be like, yeah, we all thought it was that simple too, but none of us <laughs> can make it. Everyone, nobody can. Only make people it. who grew up with this. You can't this, kill them. It is impossible unless you are Indian to make Indian food well. Mothers are the only one. They're the yeah. key. Indian oh. mothers, aunties, whatever. Those are the only people. I mean, this ends with, with aliens killing everybody except for uh, Indians. Old Indian And people. I gotta tell you, I get it. <laughs> the old Indian grandma's new. Uh, name three overrated things. Different topics. You're not a very oh. negative person, so I want to hear, no, I yeah. hear Talk some shit. I'm so... I I'm s I wish his oh. first overrated thing was negativity. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
overrated. And this is the part oh, where Jesse sorry. speaks again yeah, so, that he, so well, that he doesn't have to edit, so that Aristotle has time <laughs> to think. So I just fill space. I feel space. like I've just been talking about things that were overrated, too, and now I can't remember what they were. I That's on you. That's on you, That's bro. on you. Keep talking to fill the space. Refuse to edit more than I have to. This is part of the reason why <laughs> my brain is mush over the last year is because wow. I have been doing this wow. minute after. I've probably done this for 10 hours total oh over the last three Jesus years. Christ. And I've said it to no one, but it's been very intentional <laughs> every time. Aristotle, you have to say something. Can you just start talking about yeah, it? Yeah, well, that's the hard part is that I, those kinds of things come to mind when they come up in conversation. But I... There isn't anything that I'm like, I don't want this in the world. There's yeah. nothing you don't want in the world because what? guess what, buddy? Well, okay, Fascism. Yeah. Capitalism overrated. There we there go. There you go. <laughs> Capitalism is overrated. He got his geopolitical got one out one of there. Out. We got the first one out. Now you just need two more. Education. Education is overrated. System. The education, the education system, system is overrated. Okay, great. Uh, I assume you mean the American education system. Okay, American education Okay, cool. Um, so uh, American education and capitalism. I mean, largely you could argue they're the same thing, but this, I won't because I think Aristotle's head will explode. podcast for the whole year. <laughs> yes, uh, yes. So, yeah, you've uh, heard all about it. What else you got? I keep thinking about the Zach Galifianakis joke. The, mm. the, uh, you got this. It's, it is important, but it is overrated. The okay. fight for anti-plastic stuff. It's overrated. In that... It is truly very important, but, you know, as much as I love to push reusable shit, mm -hmm. that's not, it's not even close to the solution. So what is the solution? The corporations making all this shit. And, Gotta stop. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So what you're saying is you hate capitalism. Still, yes. But very, this very yes. specific. We all do. Isn't, section isn't the worst feeling of knowing how bullshit most recycling is. It's like the worst yes. fucking oh, yeah. feeling in the world to uh, just be like, hey, you are a member of society and you can help contribute to like solve the problem or whatever and then mm -hmm. find out that like you don't make a fucking dent. My, my thing is uh, when somebody says your carbon footprint, I'm like, oh, you mean that term that was invented by uh, BP, by British Petroleum Oil in the 1970s so that they could push responsibility off of corporations onto individuals, even though that's the vast majority of polluting is like 75% plus is all corporations. Yeah, yeah, I know our whole podcast is about buying digital things that mm -hmm. don't affect your life positively or negatively well, in any way. They, but it's they do still too. What? They do too. They do still too. They do, I mean to, I mean to <laughs> but, like in a real yeah. like when you're done Mass playing production, the game, yeah, it yeah. affects your life, yes or no. Did you enjoy it? Yes. Did you not like playing it? Sure, whatever it is. But does your life change at all after you're done playing? Not at all. Yeah. All right, we got three out of them. We got three. <laughs> All right, this one you're probably not going to say. We okay. can edit it out if you want. Who's the worst celebrity in Los Angeles? <laughs> uh, you know, I actually don't totally feel bad about saying it. Okay. I uh, I can bleep it out, but keep all of the specifics in if you want. I, I, I can do that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'll gladly do that. Is a I don't even know who that is. He played... Okay. Um, and he's in other stuff too but he did, I recorded a podcast with him once and he had just had his new publicist in the room oh, who he, they'd never met and like the moment he walked in hitting on her like crazy oh my throughout God. the podcast and uh, he's like I guess you could get away with just saying he's very raunchy he's extremely raunchy but to the point I'm like this is I almost just want to delete this. Yeah. This is, I hate Ugh. being here. He sounds like a fucking creep. Yeah. Not so much raunchy, just some, just kind of a fucking He's creep. He's like a dude. Uh, yeah, that's gross. Yeah. Nice. I, we got an answer. We got an answer. We got an answer. Yeah. Follow up. 
Who's the nicest one? Who's yeah. the nicest celebrity in Los Angeles? That's... I'm going to say Weird Al. I haven't even met him. It's a pretty good guess. I've never met Weird Al either. I don't know. It's hard because it's a... Uh, I am in so many situations either just there to help or I get the special treatment of like, I'm with the group of people that you're here to talk to. Right. right. So I don't get to see how you treat the coffee people, you know, but... Um, is there a huge difference? You don't have to say specific people, but are there a lot of celebrities who's like, oh, I'll treat you this way, but the moment somebody's like, can I get you coffee, I'm going to treat that person differently? A little bit, yeah. Uh, but there's, And it's not even like, get away from... It's like, Right, just kind of passive. Yeah, there's a... I, I try to treat everyone equally. Right. But there are people that are like, we're in the middle of a conversation, and you are a person, but I'm not really going to have any interest in who you you're are legit- you are just here to get me you're coffee. legitimately a waiter in yeah. their heads yeah. like you're just and like go I'm give like, me I some coffee go give that kind of makes sense but i don't like that <laughs> no you're like i'm not i have a salary i don't get paid by tips at the end of this yeah look me in the eyes yeah. <laughs> uh i will say phil rosenthal was super sweet when mm, we met phil him. rosenthal is super nice sweet. Uh, ever, most, most people uh, we met have been super most, the other question is uh of celebrity is like because again, we talked about Jackie Johnson. Jackie Johnson oh, yeah. is so fucking nice. Yeah, right. Uh, and she is. I wouldn't call Jackie a celeb. No offense to Jackie. Yeah, yeah. there's a lot uh, of people I wouldn't call celebrities nowadays. Yeah, <laughs> no offense to everybody. Unless you're Ben Affleck or higher, or just like you're on television normally, or yeah. you're in movies or whatever. If you're not, you just have a big fan base for whatever. I'm like, I don't really know if you're a celebrity, but that's me. That's uh, it's hard to say because there have been so many very nice people. Yeah, but, there have. Um, the first one that comes to mind, it's always a brag, but it's because it was such a like, whoa moment was Quincy Jones. Oh, nice. Quincy Jones is cool. Yeah. Wasn't, was Quincy Jones the ones that talked about Marlon Brando? Oh, Wait, what? I don't know about Marlon, but he like, after, after I met him, he came out with this thing that's like, man, fuck that dude. And fuck that dude. Yes. Fuck this dude. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Let me, like he stood on. up to people who were abusive in, in different industries. Yeah. I was okay, like, whoa. Keep, yeah, keep talking. Keep this talking. is Jesse once again just saying bullshit, just putting words into a microphone because blah, blah, blah. Okay, yes, okay, yeah, so it was Quincy Jones. Quincy mm. Jones was the guy that came out and went, Richard Pryor, Marlon Brando fucked each other. Oh, yeah. And yeah. then they, and then he was like, Mar- and they're like, what? He's like, Marlon Brando can look anyone in the eyes and fuck him. And you pick one person, like, he just started going <laughs> off on how Marlon Brando has sex with literally everything. Then the next day... They were like, hey, remember all that stuff you said yesterday? And he was like, yeah, I had a lot to drink. They're like, so did all that stuff happen? He's like, so yeah, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, oh, God, okay. Not, not wrong, but yeah, I was drinking. <laughs> yeah. All right, I'll take that. I'll take Quincy Jones. <laughs> I, what so, you got? I'm sorry. I just, I find it so funny. Somebody just older and she's just like, yeah, fuck it. I'll let you guys in on like yeah. the craziest shit in the world, yeah. basically. And they're like, wait, what door did you just open? Oh, I wasn't supposed to open that oh, door, yeah. was I? <laughs> I, had, I had eight more years of silence before I felt I comfortable with that. I was supposed to say that. that. It's like, oh, I should have written a book and then died. Um, what about COVID has been positive and what has been negative? Yeah, what's... Can you name a negative part about COVID? Other than... I mean, the negative... All the clear We could start reasons. a whole podcast about negative. You right. Know. Um, and we did. And yeah, yeah, we, we did. Actually did. Positive was, uh, I mean, I guess it just depends on the people because so many people I am not upset with, but I'm like, you're just really going to pretend like nothing fucking happened. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, yep. 
but the positive is so much interest introspection introspection there it is introspection for me uh I got to work out a bunch. Nice. That yeah, felt nice. I was, I was watching you box a little bit. You're getting fast on those one twos. Uh, thank you. I don't feel like I am. I feel like I'm bad at it, but I just enjoy it so much. All right. And part of me is also like, maybe I should try. Um, yeah, you're gonna get in a. We're gonna put you in a in a small fight one day. Get you a three round smoker at a local gym. Ooh. <laughs> I I'm gonna lose, but I yeah, I would I'll never do that to you. <laughs> you're you're too gentle a soul. They would murder you. That has been rough, but uh, yeah, just that gardening. I was um, that has been good. The negatives of are that tons everything of people else. Tons of yeah. people are dead in the economy. Uh, I will say that another negative is um, all the sourdough. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, that. Th- thank you for that positive. Cooked the shit out of everything. Yeah, dude. Never made bread. Wanted to, but I'm making a lot of shit that I've gotten lazy about in the past few weeks. But um, negative is uh, the. It will be nice, but it is a negative. The. I don't even know how to describe it. The feeling of being with new people again. Yeah. Is kind of a negative in that. Well, it's a, it's, it's a sunny day after uh, a monsoon season. Yeah, and it, I think it's going to make people weird. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I think the next year is going to be fucking disturbing, because yeah. I think lots of people have lost their minds mm-hmm. uh, during the pandemic. And I think they don't know it yet. Yeah, I yeah. don't think people genuinely know how on edge they are, and now they're going to see people again. I mean, I but that's, that's what I was saying earlier. I was like, whoa, it's the moment I like hugged another person. I was like, oh, all every if fuck Ram Dass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I need other people. Yeah, dude. Uh, but I, I yeah, like it's gonna make people weird. But even just the small details of like dating, it's gonna, oh, it's gonna I be think, a nightmare. A nightmare, but how do I know this is real? Because mm-hmm. I've been so deprived. I'm gonna somebody somebody made into... the point. Because everybody's like, we're all gonna fuck this summer. Somebody was like, nah, you're all gonna have sex with one person. And realized the only thing you wanted was emotional intimacy. You felt safe with them because they gave themselves to you as well. Then you all just shack up with the first person you meet. Yeah. I think what's also hard is uh, in terms of dating, and I experienced it here in L.A. and with Caroline. We're fucking married and all this sort of stuff. Is uh, how you how you fucking with roommates? (laughs) Like like you know what I mean? Like you're not you're no longer eighteen. You're not in college or whatever. It's like. You're in your 30s. Most people in this town area are are like in their 30s and they have roommates. And I think you just click in your brain. You're like, I'm sick of this. Yeah. I'm sick of this lifestyle or what have you. If I meet someone even remotely cool, I'm getting fucking married or whatever. I had this is this is a stand up bit that I wrote that I never performed. But it's so bad. But I had a stand up bit about like our parents' generation, our grandparents' generation being like, we fought in World War II, and I'm like, oh, yeah? Well, you talk to me when you know what it sounds like when your best friend comes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Deep. (laughs) (laughs) What else you got for us, Keith? Next question. Give us both amazing compliments have to be separate. Yeah. You got to compliment Keith and compliment me. Not Different. necessarily in that order. Not that order. You got to do that. And, I, and I have to I have to feel it. Yeah. I have to know it's real. And people are going to know. 
They're gonna know, bro. I'll tell. I'll tell them all to. to Here follow I go you. talking again. I will make fill in the void. Even though we're leaving, I will weaponize my fan base to ruin your other podcast. Yeah. Okay. I will tell them to bomb Joe Coy's podcast. All right. You guys ready? Get those one stars ready, everybody. <laughs> I very much appreciate you have a like. This el- well, this doesn't sound like a compliment because somebody believes it, but like a very honest, uh, raw, fighting spirit that forces me out of uh, my shell that oh, I like a nice. lot because I I know I need that but uh, I think you bring out like more more genuine answers but also more comedy out that way yeah Thanks, being like, man. tell me tell me that is that <laughs> is fair that. Yeah. give Jesse a better compliment yeah you what's up also being the fighter have such a extremely gentle soul oh thank you, you. So kind and pleasant. You well, both are, but well, you... that makes you, me feel very I nice. I told you to keep his better. Yeah. No, keep it going. <laughs> <laughs> he just turns to you and goes, and Keith, I like your hair. <laughs> <laughs> well, that made me feel good. Jesse. I will repay it, not at all. What's follow up? Follow up and give Aristotle a backhanded compliment. Please, God. Oh. Yes. <laughs> um... I normally think that men in overalls look silly, but you managed to pull <laughs> that off. I knew it! <laughs> Like it's gonna be about the overalls. It's gonna That's be That's such a mean thing. No, man. it's a good it's you actually they've, do pull them off. They worked out for me. Can I give you a very nice compliment? Okay. You you make me want to be more my authentic self. Because you are so comfortable in your skin and I admire it so much. It it took a lot of work, but thank I can you. tell yes, and you I, made uh... it and now you're this fucking Adonis like cool ass <laughs> dude in front of me and I am I'm impressed by you. What thank do you, you farm? Mascara tears? Uh, made it backhanded at the end here's it's a compliment for both of you so does that and my roommate chris as well the uh you once again are both you're so complimentary that it forces me to be more complimentary and not any like i have to be it's like you should do this This yeah it inspired that because i am always terrified of giving compliments yeah that, that they'll be received I, negatively i do think that we that the three of us have grown up in a world surrounded by comedians mm-hmm. and with that territory comes the uh the threat that any genuine thing that we say would be thrown back in our face yeah it's building up tension in a comedian's mm-hmm. mind yeah They're like i love you and i care about you or whatever and they're just like yeah, but you suck. It's yeah. like they can't like, like help themselves. Good one, everybody. <laughs> yeah, like okay. Uh, and did you give him? Yeah, you did. Yeah, I gave him. And I gave him the final backhanded. question. Wait, are you gonna do it? What? Give me are backhanded you... compliment. I did. Not the, that te- I did the tears okay. thing. Oh, right. Yeah, you got, you got you pretty thing. good with that. The tears thing. Uh, you got you pretty good there, Oshkosh Bagosh. <laughs> <laughs> and final question. Uh, we love you, and we are going to miss you. And my answer is nah. <laughs> <laughs> See, yeah, See? gotta build gotta, it up. Gotta release that tension. Um, this has been Aristotle, the whatever game. It it wouldn't be a full new player episode without everybody's favorite game. Okay, we're doing this together. It is time for. Can you guess the name of the video game? Yes, yeah. no. Somebody who doesn't play video games, subscribe to the video right. game to us. Uh, both of us. Let's do this. Did you wait? Did you also make one? No, oh, I'm saying uh, both of us are gotcha. competing. All right. You know how this works. Mm-hmm. Four for each one. First game. 
Flappy Dino Guy can't make up his mind. Is he the son or an abstract question? Flappy Dino Guy. He can't make up his mind. Is he the son or an abstract question? If either of you got it off of this, I will throw my phone into the pool outside. It's an it's an iPhone what? Five. Okay, so this is a very important thing. Yeah. So make sure <laughs> this is this is gonna force Jesse to spend a thousand dollars another phone. I've had this phone since twenty fifteen. Oh my god. Flappy, Flappy Dino Dinosaur. Can't make up his mind. Is he the son or an abstract question? So, I it's, a, so like, it's a dragon. I almost want to go not dragon. And he, they you don't like, think he's talking about a dragon. Remember that there's a platformer game around Ratchet and Clank time that was called Ty? And it's, Do you think he chose that? Is that the it's thing? It's possible, you, like as a Look super, at Jesse in the face, okay, and shit. you think okay. he really <laughs> chose that game? Jesse's going to choose a game that I played or you know of, That's... and he's going to try to make us look stupid. That's the whole point of this game. Yeah, you Is it Final idiots. Fantasy VII? It's not. Okay. <laughs> you, why did you? I was helping you. It's clearly a dragon. Now he's not going to throw out his fucking phone. Uh, <sighs> Keith, do you want to venture a guess on this first one? Yeah, I'm trying. Abstract thought or a... Abstract question of the sun. Uh... Flappy dino guy. Aristotle talk. No, it's okay. Skyrim. Yeah, I'm going to say Skyrim. It is not. Number two. Glowing Shorty refuses to make eye contact with these dancing cactuses, but he respects their tube roads. So it's a Final Fantasy game. Is it Super Mario? What? Or, Where or, are you going? Well, it's like, <laughs> this, these, these feel so on the nose that I'm like, wait, is it? Is it just? <laughs> what do you think? What do you think? What do you think, Aristotle? Mario? It's a Mario. What's it, one of the Mario Which games. Mario? And that's, well, Where, that's what which, I don't know. Which cactuses like, are you Yoshi, thinking about? The... Uh, the I forget what they're called, but they like dance, they sway. They're like mm-hmm. balls stacked on top of each other. You want? Is it a Mario game? It's a Mario game. Oh, okay, okay. I you usually see them in Mario Kart. Okay, so dinosaur. Okay. Mm-hmm. Bowser's son. Is it Mario Odyssey? It is not. Oh, I'm gonna go number three on you. Okay. Ballerina raccoon hates fish but loves card games. Because this is Mario three. This is Super Mario, Mario Brothers 3. 3. We could have thrown out his phone two yep. questions ago. And uh, the last one, which you didn't need. Whenever somebody plays the flute, I also wish a tornado would strike. <laughs> nice. There we go. Uh, the flappy dino guy is the um, in all the mini castles. Mm-hmm. There's this dude who looks like he's a semicircle with spikes, but it makes him look like the sun. Got mm. it. And whenever you hit him, he turns back into that. And when you defeat him, he turns. There's just a, a question mark circle that you get. Okay. Wait, did you know it was a Mario game from? from no, Mario? I don't know any about these. Oh, okay. This is this is this is me not trying to tell you you're wrong. It's me trying to be like, let's make sure our two first guesses are. God, because like, I genuinely was gonna go Mario first question, but like, no, that's too obvious. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's on. It's obvious. He's not gonna pick obscure. I'm ones. not gonna. I'm, there are no obscure games in this. You ready for the second one? Let's do it. We interrupt this Burning Man fashion show to make you build a spider web out of circles. Okay. Spiderweb out of circles. Okay, Burning Man. So everyone looks like they're from Borderlands. Um, I'm trying not to talk too much. I do want to fill the space, but I, <laughs> but I want Keith's inner dialogue to come out here. I want him to be able to say what he's thinking. And then you're going to make One more time. circular Wait. spiders. Spider you're going to make spiderweb out of circles. Spiderwebs out of circles. We interrupt this Burning Man fashion show to make you build a spiderweb out of circles. 
Say it into the mic here, so the web, but I don't remember Say it out loud. what I'm thinking of. Walk us through your internal Green monologue. Man, what gets caught? Channel. Circles that get caught? Things get caught into them or they stop something? What are you making circles for? I can almost picture it like a circle just going across the screen making something that looks like a spider web. Right. I think that's what he's hinting at too, but I don't know exactly what he's talking about. And the Bernie Maybe Man thing. What? Maybe even the mouse is well, I guess that wouldn't be a circle. Well no, it might be a crosshair if you're like if you have to shake the mouse around a lot. Right. And you know how Maybe I'm, th- I'm thinking way too into I'm thinking <laughs> first person, and it has to be a sci-fi punk game or some shit like that. Mm. Um, I'm just going to say one of the Borderland games. No. Okay. Damn, that's a good guess. Aristotle, would you care to venture a guess on this? Would you care to venture a guess where I, I don't, don't have to fill space while you're thinking into a microphone? You're thinking Silence into a microphone. Is Silence is golden. So, this uh. is a podcast, Aristotle. <laughs> you're a producer. I, I don't think I can guess on this first one. All right. All right. Number two. I'm just going to say it. Nobody's pant legs make any sense, and you're just beating up wolves. Just going to say just it. Nobody's up pant up legs wolves. make any sense, and you're just beating up wolves. Beating up wolves. Was it Final Fantasy X? Boom. Damn. Final Fantasy X. What is 10. the webs? What are the webs? The sphere grid. Why does it look like spider webs? What are you talking Because it's oh. all... Yeah. There you go. Ah. I also had escape rooms are pretty nerdy, but by adding religion to them, we've managed to make them a lot worse. <laughs> and number four, oh good, the goth girl brought a plushie to go with her 8,000 belts. We're saved. Oh, that's good. That's uh, good. Okay, last one. All right, cell phone's back on the table. Cell phone's back on the table. <laughs> Let's do this off the first one. Number one, I like this game. You shoot birds, but also you shoot birds. Uh... You go I'm going to guess shooting birds isn't like what you think, but shooting birds maybe also flipping people off. So I maybe think of one game. Oh. I think it's a rock star game, yeah. but it's not the one you just said. Okay. Did that <laughs> so I'm going to save that, but if you want to do, well, do you want to do GTA? <laughs> I'll throw out a GTA. It's not GTA. Is it, ro- is it Red Dead Redemption? It's not Red Dead Redemption. Okay. Mm. So what other games you shoot birds? birds Number two, birds. Steam pa- steampunk trapeze guy owes his entire life to a fidget spinner. <laughs> this is fun to this watch. This feels like this it could also be your previous I know, guess. I think I know what uh, it is, but you, you go. Is it a Borderlands game? It is not. Okay, it's Bioshock. Which one? Uh, three. It is Bioshock Game and Keith, you got too good at these over the years. <laughs> I'll give you the other two. Number three, you can't convince me you're not just some guy chasing a woman with a gun this entire time. <laughs> and number four, this fictional American history has almost as many murderous religious zealots as actual American history. I mean, if this game just went full on, you're Walt Disney, and Walt Disney starts killing everybody it's at basically Walt Disney, what, yeah. or whatever is what it is. That's what this game is. <laughs> this has been Can You Guess Anything in the Video Game? Based on somebody who doesn't play video games, describing the video game to us. We couldn't get rid of his phone. It's, we couldn't we make couldn't, any, we, we almost did. You almost did. None of the new so updates work on his phone, Aristotle. Nothing. We would have done him a favor. Uh, Twitter, for a long time, didn't work. Uh, I mean, it still doesn't. You don't yeah, need it. Twitter's, you don't need it. Twitter's you lame. don't need it. What is the plan for you? What if... Where uh, are we, we going to bury you? This isn't me saying Starburns is ending or whatever, but like, let's say... To be honest, podcasts I, are kind of like... We're on a bubble before the pandemic happens mm-hmm. and are in a bubble now, yeah. or the bubble's already popped and we're not aware of it, that sort of thing. What could you see yourself like getting more interested in? I do see... 
podcast continuing going strong. It's just going to look different as it becomes more corporate. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that too, I always forget to say because I don't like talking about anything till they're done because otherwise I'm just disappointing everyone. But uh, I, in January, started going back to school for a certificate in sustainability. Nice. Which is such a vague nothing word, but I was like... I like that's, it. That's my route. <laughs> I like that's it. Awesome. Yeah. You are. I mean, that fits your whole vibe and that fits your whole philosophy, man. Exactly. So, like, let me it. at least get a paper that says I know the bare minimum. I think over the next four to five. Wait, years, ho- wait. I'm, I'm sorry. Hold on. They give you a piece of paper when you get a certificate in sustainability. I, they give you. you know, they print out a piece of paper when you get. You're just throwing I'm your sure whole they life do. right back. Wow. In <laughs> what are they? Do they just etch it onto some coal and throw it into an oven? What's going on? They here? sure fucking do. That reminds and me of wrap P- it in two layers of plastic. That reminds me of PCU. Do you guys remember that movie? Yeah, Weird Al. Was Weird Al in PCU? No, I'm thinking of a different movie that, that uh, was a three. Jeremy letter. Renner. Yeah, it's Jeremy Renner. Renner. David Spade. David yeah. Spade's in it. That's yeah. right. Uh, I forgot where I was going. With that. I don't know. Sustainability. Sustainability. No, the joke was that like everyone is so progressive mm-hmm. that's like impossible to do. Anything. anything they're like all right we put gave everybody a diploma but it's brown recycled paper that was made from like a yeah. long time ago so no one gets upset like that even emails your i am they the, take energy they do and take all kinds of energy and this is where i am awful because i have thirty six thousand six hundred and eighty nine unread emails Jesus Christ, taking up a server somewhere i was gonna that say sounds you, right i think the next four to six eight years or whatever we're all gonna be slowly moving towards green and i think mm. your what you're doing is gonna be you're helpful. way ahead of the you're curve. gonna be helpful well, for whatever happens I, I appreciate it thank you but i also feel so very behind the curve already you do? Uh, I mean, that's because yeah. humanity is, not because you are. I'm saying when all of us are forced to quit our jobs when this pandemic's over because there's going to be a fucking flash to our faces that these jobs aren't coming back and everyone's broke and we need to pay rent and a lot of people aren't going to be able to pay rent or their mortgages or whatever, mm-hmm. I think they're eventually going to be like, all right, green energy movement, let's yep. get people jobs, let's go start changing, let's get us to work on infrastructure, is what now, I'm thinking yeah. and assuming is what they're eventually just going to be like, all right. Now that it's way too late, let's do it. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> all right, guys. I have a final five. For I have a final five, too. Mm-hmm. It's, are, are we going to all do the final fives? We can all do the final fives. You want to go first? You want me to go first? You can go first. All right, guys. What was your single favorite moment from New Player Has Joined? One, not an abstract concept, not an idea. Just one moment? One moment in the entire series that you're like, oh, my God. Because I can tell you mine right off the bat. You tell us Because I was thinking about this for a minute. What? There was no guest that caught me more off guard than when we did uh, the game with Miles about what was more chill, and we gave him video game stuff, and we gave him, he was doing the whole voice, doing the, I just think you gotta know, had the music going, and we gave him Sonic versus Mario, and he just ripped into how stupid Sonic the Hedgehog was (laughs) for like 30 seconds. Before he realized what his answer was, and then went, but but actually, it is Sonic. I do like Sonic more, and like broke character himself for just one second. He was, <laughs> I think, we had how many sketch actors come through, and Miles, so I think, is just a stand-up, and he was the best sketch actor for yeah. games that we used. Yeah, Miles <laughs> just knocked it out of the fucking park. He was so down. He was so nice. Miles is the the coolest dude. I maybe not the moment, but I loved going to Austin. With oh, you, yeah. I thought that was like a huge blast. 
Um, the shows were a lot of fun with yeah. funches and stuff. Doing the live shows were a lot of fun. Um, I think the moment that stands out to me, I think, is Amos was on. Mm-hmm. And I think the end of the podcast, he was like, actually, that's not my favorite. This isn't my he favorite had, He had changed what his... We were talking to him about... It wasn't, well, no, it was The Witness. Right, we're talking about The Witness, and, and then, then he realized, like, Witness is my favorite game. He's and like, I actually would, don't like The Witness. We would mention uh, Braid, and he'd be like, I actually like Braid more. And then we mentioned Limbo, and he's like, you know what, Limbo's better than both actually, of Actually, my games. favorite, like, at the very end, right? He said Zelda at the very he's end. He's like, like I forgot about Zelda. my absolute favorite yeah. game. I was like, I don't think any of it were bits. I think it was genuinely Amos being like, oh, right, that game. Oh, right, that I, game. So we always do... Um, the stinger for our episodes after the the credits roll there's like a little clip from the episode mm-hmm. i have a recording it's a it's like a 3 second clip from the first time we were ever in the starburn studio before amos got there and you and i were talking about what it should be like and all mm-hmm. this stuff i'm not going to say what it is but the stinger for today's episode is literally what happened as soon as we pressed record for the first time so just going to put Ooh. that out there y'all can enjoy it Oh, uh, yeah, this was kind of the same thing. Uh, what's your guys' favorite part about podcasting? Wait, wait. we didn't get Aristotle's answer about oh, his I'm favorite so moments. I was going to say, I have a, I have a, fuck, I think they're actually both kind of off the show. But one that is funny and one that is more sincere. I think people probably want to hear uh, what we're like off the show. Yeah, well, the one of my favorite moments that felt like a fun surprise, because I never get to do this kind of stuff, is the first time which I didn't keep up with, but uh, the first time I sent you ad copy that I had fucked with. Yes, the Black Tar Heroin yes. one. Yes, it was a, a quip copy that I had added, like, and we've got Black Tar, like, and some other yeah. stuff in there that felt uh, fun for me, but also felt like, I'm going to show them, I'm here to play ball, and then seeing your reactions and getting the laugh from that, I was like, Fuck yeah, we did this. Yeah, yeah, um, I remember I got, that. That was great. I remember you being so happy when we went. Did you write this? Yeah. And you were outside the booth laughing because I think I had changed some other stuff before that, and we and just hadn't picked yeah. up on it. And I was like, okay, that was subtle enough, but I need something that's gonna really what, drive it home. What's crazy yeah. about it is that so many ads we read. I'm like, what the fuck are they even saying? So the fact that you say black tar heroin has to be that obvious that it's yeah. not part of it. Basically, <laughs> I remember the. I think. What would have really put our video game podcast over the top of like hilariousness if we actually got to release like the real ads? Oh yeah, that we did, but we just can't because it would ruin the money. <laughs> yeah, it'd be into too much. Show or whatever. It'd be too much. But like, if everyone who's like, God, we're so sick of these ads, we're like, you don't understand how we like, felt, how we about, read like, them. If in the you moments. were sick of it, trust us. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, one day. Uh, favorite part about podcasting? Worst part about podcasting? Editing is the worst part about podcasting. Having to hear my own voice is the worst part about podcasting. I think it's networking. Yeah. Of just like, it has nothing to do with podcasting is the worst part, where it's just like, just trying to get a guest to show up, seeing if the guest is available, what do you do? This It's like constant, like, you don't get to take a break from the podcast, and if you're successful, you can. You just show up and talk, and you fucking leave. And if you host one, you're like Aristotle, it's like an all-day everyday thing you probably get texts at 8 p.m being like oh yeah famous celebrity can do it or something and then you have to like move all this shit around because it's like we finally got this person because they're coming into la to shoot a movie yeah and they didn't have time but now they do have time things like that um editing is my favorite part editing is your favorite part that's where i'm like i'm i I'm good at this. I can fucking edit it's the shit. Because he doesn't have to listen to himself. And the, yes, that is yep. true. When if any times I've had to edit myself, I'm like, fuck. I just want to cut all of this out. Fuck. 
but I, I know get I that. can't. Um, my favorite part is the complete uh, lawlessness of it. <laughs> uh, and I say that because you can put any, almost anything out. There are like, you know, uh, hate speech restrictions yeah. and stuff like but that. But nobody's yeah. going to f- accidentally flip on the channel before their favorite show comes on and, and some crazy-ass opinion comes out. Yeah, but there's, like, you can put anything out, but that also means I have a similar... You're going to hate this. I'm going to hate everything. about TikTok, where creativity can fucking flourish like crazy it unrestricted can. there is some really cool shit and, on tiktok um, actually and uh and it can lead to all kinds of stuff and you get very sincere genuine moments like there have been um episodes of, of things that i'm like that was magic yeah we captured fucking magic and no one's gonna tell us we can't put this out. I don't have to edit anything in this. It sucks when you make something great and you're like, I can't even get. How do you even get people into this? Yeah, yeah. Like we did our, we did our Echo episode, Ooh. and I like loved our Echo because yeah. it's like just so many layers. We have so many. <laughs> There's a crazy story. Funny, hilarious games that we did, and when we did like our Don't Play These episodes and things like that, where mm-hmm. I'm like, How do you even pitch these? Because like, go listen yeah. to this one specific thing and yeah. like all this sort of stuff. Ooh. But the fact that we have freedom to just do that is great and that kind of also plays into what i think is the worst part about it is that i love them i love people starting them and doing them but there's so many now it is harder to sift through and find sift through but also you have the mega celebrities yep fucking the curve up which uh is fine for them but in some of those cases, it's like, it you guys love doing this. You want to yeah. do this. You're into it. There are celebrities like, someone said, hey, you should you have one. You make a shit ton of money doing this. They don't even say that. They're just like, you should have one. And yeah. uh, they say, okay. And they don't they give don't care. a shit about it. They yeah. just show up. And I'm like, well, it's still getting a million fucking downloads. Right. And yep. taking other people's times from these things that I think are really fucking good. But that is also... Unfortunately, I think that's true. fucking capitalism, baby. Cap- yeah, because I was gonna say like, Cap- Starbucks is still huge, and right. I fucking there are so many coffee shops I that make actual love. coffee. Yeah, that I'm like, why don't it's it's like when things started to open up again, and I'd pass by the Cheesecake Factory, and I was like, you have been stuck inside for a year. Yeah, and you, you had, wanted to go to Cheesecake you, Factory. There are, there are businesses with people behind to them fair, making stuff. I'd be this angry even if the pandemic wasn't happening. Yeah. And <laughs> why are you all at Cheesecake You can go to 7-Eleven and I, get a hot dog that's well, made yeah. out of goats and whatever and I'd I, still go get that or whatever. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> side note completely, it makes me laugh whenever I see travel shows and they're like, this is like inners, we're getting this, it's weird, we've never heard of this, and it's like... Uh, hot hot dogs, dogs are America's version of that. <laughs> Ew, tripe. Yeah, okay. yeah, it's hot dogs. <laughs> yeah. uh, I will say also my favorite part of podcasting is our listeners, who I think oh, are yes. an amazing group of uh, of individuals who made a cool ass community. All right, number two. What's the one game you wished we had talked about that we never got around to? World of Warcraft. Yeah, World of Warcraft should have. There's there's no fucking way. There's no celebrity that didn't play World of Warcraft all day. It's like we mm. read about Mila Kunis and yep. all these huge Dave celebrities. Chappelle was Dave Chappelle into was it. playing it. I'm like, so that's what kind of sucked about starting the podcast initially. And while we brought up people were like against it, no one wants to admit they play fucking video games. Yeah. Or that they played WoW for thousands of hours. They're fucking embarrassed. And I'm like, 
it was a huge part of culture for a while. <laughs> yeah. Like it wasn't like a tiny thing where like nerds when it was like everyone was playing. But it. nobody wanted to admit nobody it. Nobody wanted to talk to us. Mm-hmm. Like World of Warcraft was a big one for me. Uh did we ever do Ocarina of Time? Yeah, we did. With uh, Jessica, Jessica Choba. We did have a Jessica Choba. That was actually right. kind of related to my my second favorite moment that was once again off. Mic. Oh, when we ruins uh Zelda for her? Oh no, that was funny. But it was a let me get sincere. Yeah. It was the thank you afterwards, because you I which I didn't expect, but you guys like thank me and being like, that was awesome. Thank you for like bringing her on here. And yeah. I was like, wow, I did I did good. You did good. <laughs> We love you, buddy. We love having you, love you. on the podcast. This uh, was is it like, not clear? I mean, we tell well, you. Well, because this was like the second or third episode I had worked on with oh, yeah. you guys. No, yeah. We're, we wanted you to be our producer, man, for a minute. I, I'm, this is the only time I'm going to hype myself up, even if I've done it passively or subconsciously. I think the reason you guys didn't pull our podcast was because they're like, oh, they're nice. Yeah. <laughs> like, they're just like, they're not shitty. They don't ask for anything. They they're nice show to all the guests. Or they whatever. want space. They edit it themselves they're and not, then they're out. They're not like, give me this or give me that. Or yeah. Whatever. Like, at least that's the vibe I get because we're never like, hey, like, we're the yeah. great. We're like, all right, whatever you guys want to yeah. help us Everyone with. Everyone fucking loves you guys. Yeah. Oh. oh. Well, no. No. <laughs> uh, second question. Mm-hmm. Wait, uh, did oh, you, the I game. forgot. Half Life Two. Did that never came up, right? Because I remember a Half Life episode. But I, I don't think. think did we do Half Life Two? I think we talked to Half Life. Half Life Two, maybe. I remember making the Half Life logo for an episode. Yeah, we I definitely did Half Life One. Two. And I remember. I feel like we did Half Life Two because I did a ton of research for Guys, it. So, so if I know the story, where it's just yeah, like I, I can't off the bat. Remember. So uh, which. Uh, LA person, are you shocked you haven't run into? This goes for both of you. This was mostly for Jesse, but we're doing everybody. I'm shocked that I haven't run into Conan O'Brien. Yeah. I feel like in the podcasting world, in the, like, we, we took, uh, meetings with Conan O'Brien's companies and we were all over those lots and it just feels, it just feels like he's a hard guy to miss. It feels like we should have run into him. I think especially since we were at UCB in New York and stuff like mm-hmm. that, and we're like, there's always tons of huge celebrities on yeah. the alt comedy scene would come through UCB, so we always ran into people, or we'd yeah. hear like, Robin Williams did a show last night, or right. some bullshit. And I'm like, yeah, I never ran into Conan or something. Conan. Hmm. Never. What, what about you, what about Aristotle? You, Aristotle? Who's uh, a person you haven't he, seen yet? And you're like, he's, he's less likely to be run into, but Gerard Way is someone that I've like. Does he live in LA? He... I believe he does. I don't know if he still does now, but he did for a while. And like, he's been around. There have been things that he's done that I was like, I was he's he did a signing at Meltdown, but I was in Palm Springs that weekend, so I missed it, which was, you know, fucked up. Classic but, Aristotle. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's like, I was like, we like the same shit. Mm-hmm. Why aren't Why haven't I seen you? <laughs> One of my my favorite like. Oh fuck! I didn't think I'd ever run into you. Mm-hmm. Was Courtney Love? Really? That's interesting. Yeah, meltdown. She showed up to see Russell Brand, and I was like, "Oh, that like, checks out." Yeah, yeah. but we, like she asked at the greet, and we all were like, "What the?" F-? Mine was uh, <laughs> mine was Angelia Jolie. Oh yeah, at a Gelson's. At Gelson's, just checking out to get food or whatever. But that's like her. I don't even think she's a huge celebrity, but she's been. Stab- <laughs> But I mean, as in she's in tabloids and she's in her face yeah. like all the time. She's doing all this stuff with Brad Pitt and his love life is an important thing or whatever. Mm-hmm. So just to see her like just behind me and I'm like, holy shit, that's Angela Jolie or whatever. Real people just like us. And I think the funniest one 
was John Hamm at the Oaks. I haven't talked oh, to you Oh, filling out that huge thermos. John Hamm goes to this place called the Oaks on Franklin. I'm, t- mm-hmm. I'm trying to tell you guys, if you come to L.A., and you want to see a celebrity, just Hang out go and... to the Gelson's yeah. on Franklin yeah. near the 101 and just fucking sit there. Just sit yep. there all day and you will run into celebrities. Saw Andy Samberg there. Not everyone goes there. Everyone all day. Silver uh, Lake to just walk up and down. John Ham <laughs> goes into the Oaks. He doesn't do a cash register. He doesn't do anything like that. He takes a huge ass thermos because when you get coffee at this place, they don't go get the coffee. They're like out and you have to like press the button or whatever and they come mm-hmm. down. He takes a thermos that's basically the size of the coffee dispenser and pours it all into his thermos. <laughs> like if it wasn't John Ham, he'd be like, who the fuck is this fucking yeah. asshole like taking all the coffee? But since it's John Ham, everyone's like, it's John Ham. John Ham. Just let it happen. This isn't me saying John Ham's a horrible person. No, or whatever. no, no. It's no. just me being like, "What the fuck is this?" I also <laughs> happen to know he lives like in that area, or at least did at the time. Right, like yeah. up beach. And so or some shit. it's not. It wouldn't be surprising if he just did that every day. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. It's like that that's he how he walks gets his coffee, and he does it, and he's like, "I'll give you a hundred bucks a week or whatever." To let me I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be shocked if he did that. If he was like, "Here's a bunch of money." Don't bother me. Yeah. I'm not going to talk to anyone. <laughs> I want to get my coffee. I want to fucking leave. To the point where, like, I remember even being in Oaks with my ex. And she's like, oh, this is What's-His-Face or whatever. I'm like, oh, hi, nice to meet you. She's like, oh, this is Aubrey. I'm like, oh, nice to meet you. And I stare. I'm like, you're Aubrey Plaza. Like, yeah. It's this uh, thing of just like, this is weird. I yeah. hate, I just, every time I go get coffee, you go to Gelson's, you'll meet a famous person. Guys, number three, which guest on our show most surprised you? I think, uh, I'll throw this out for me personally, Dave Ross uh, really really surprised me with how uh, much he opened up and that is an episode that I've always cherished because I thought that him talking about his past with hard drugs was like super important to who he is as a person and I think uh, a very I love Dave very Ross. relatable piece of information I feel like yeah. so I'll put him out there also Shireen Shireen was great Shireen because I was just like I don't really know this person and instantly mm-hmm. I was like I, I feel like I get you you're awesome what about you Aristotle uh, Remember to well, think out loud so that Jesse that's... doesn't have to talk into the microphone about nothing for non It's hard to say because I don't remember anyone like surprising me because I I would be surprised if they didn't know anything about the game. Yeah, because I was like, if you're gonna be in here, it means you you give a shit you, about something. Yeah, you you stepped up to the plate. But I think um, I feel I feel bad for forgetting his name, but he uh, Which... Bergman. What's that? Bergman? Steve? Steve Bergman? Wait, uh, what game? I don't remember the game, but I just remember liking him so much. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's Steve Bergman, right? I mean, well, we didn't know him. Oh, with Destiny? Or we, oh, he, yeah, he loved Destiny. Destiny. Sorry, not Steve Bergman. We keep saying Steve Bergman. What did Steve we, Berg. we talked about Borderlands. We talked about Borderlands 2 with Steve De- Bergman. He said he'd pay us if Destiny 2 was a bad game. Yeah, and, and then, it, and then we money. got it. Yeah. He owes us both 40 he owes us bucks. He owes everybody Steve, on the podcast money. Steve, I, we love you. You were an amazing guest. Forsaken was not worth 40 <laughs> bucks. It wasn't worth 15, my man. Uh, question three Which video game did you say you liked, but you actually didn't? Um. Which was like the least like the game that I was that the game that I would like talk to the guests about as though we were okay, but it was not. Mm-hmm. I mean, we all know my feelings on Final Fantasy uh, X two, <laughs> and uh, we let bitch Puddin know that ahead of time and then during the recording. Uh, but I don't think that I like you know put on a face for. Her. Um, I don't think it, I'm not saying so much of a face, 
of just yeah. like, yeah, no, great. This says game, whatever. And it's like the mics are off. You're like, I didn't like it. <laughs> it's the video, uh, I, ah, God, that's hard. Um, you know, you know, the thing is that I never, and I'm so sorry. I Do never it. fucking cared about Star Fox. Uh, <laughs> That's all right. I no one apparently no one does because I have <laughs> everyone does. I have brought it me? out at so many parties and How? everyone's like, I never played this because everyone's expecting like, oh, Mario Party. Star Fox was like the third most sold fucking game on the console. Not not in my not in my circles. Everybody that I play, everyone I was friends with played that game, and it was like, why are you getting in the tank? What are you an idiot? Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. I hated that level so fucking much. Yeah. Um, no, I get it. I get it. It's a. Uh, if somebody was like Ratchet, there's what it is, Spyro. Oh yeah, there's, like, there's certain games Jamie like Loftus. that, and it's kind of like, it's kind of is like that Star Fox thing where it's like if you don't like this, you just you're not gonna like it. If yeah, this, if you're already looking at it and you're not intrigued or whatever, then it's then not, it's not for you. It's not for you, and that's totally fair. Uh, I'm just gonna move on. I'm gonna move on because yeah. my brain is starting to mush. <laughs> what was your favorite bit in New Players Joined? Favorite running bit. Favorite inside joke. Mine was eight times seven. Eight times seven was up there. So I mean, the fact that we had to, like, we got to do those bits and we had to explain it to everybody. Yeah. I loved how, like, our show genuinely kept people on their toes. Mm -hmm. And I think people who, you guys, fans probably aren't aware, when we started, uh, <laughs> like, no one wants to talk about video games. Yep. But also on top of that, they're like worried we're gonna make fun of them. They're they're like, like these two nobody straight white guy comedians from New York. Great, I know exactly what to like, expect from we, that. And honestly, it's like and I was, get it. It was hard to book women. It was hard to yes. book people who weren't openly like a nerd or whatever. Like people just didn't want yeah. to talk. People were there were there were a lot of moments, uh, especially early on, where I had to edit things out from our guests because they were aggressive right because they came into the studio and they came in swinging and we had to not be like hey that's not what the show is but to just lead by example of right. like that's not really the atmosphere we're going for and i didn't want people to think our guests were mean because they weren't but they were definitely prepared for like these two fucking assholes yeah i'm just like what i don't know that thing so you're gonna make fun of me yeah. like that we were was like, the vibe no. for everything and i was no. like I just, if you just liked it if you actually genuinely liked it other than that yeah. i don't give a shit like but it's yeah, fine a lot of people saw two straight white guys talking about video games and went oh god they're gonna be such dicks so that was definitely a thing but i think oh you know what i just remembered what tell me a secret I mean, tell me uh, a secret. Tell us a secret. It was such I a good... I can't believe that took off. They were so lucky that... That's all Glenn Buzan. That we're so lucky that Glenn was so down for that, because I think yeah. if that didn't happen, we're like, we're never doing this question yeah. again, because it's too invasive. But I was like, holy shit, people, like... That's a contender question. contender for best moment on the podcast. Glenn, tell us a secret. Me and my a brother once killed a squirrel and buried it and th or threw it away, and I felt nothing. That's the real shit. It's so that's amazing. That's the real shit, everybody. It's so amazing. That's real life. What are the bits, guys? What are the favorite bits? Uh, I... You can take that one. I really enjoyed uh, <laughs> Big Pikachu Sucks at Smash. Yep, that's a good, good online bit. It Good online, but it also, I think, brought a whole new level to the new player community. Yeah. To be like, well, now, now not only are we it. making this bit with, it's about them. I like that. It's about you, Big Pikachu. You fucking suck. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I suck at Smash. I, I like, uh, what would you say to God if you arrive at the Pearly Gates? Mm, yeah. I think no matter what, People take that question seriously, yeah. jokingly, but it's like, for most people we interviewed, 
I'd say probably over 80% of them weren't religious, I'm assuming, or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like, so the fact that they have to, like, deal with this question or whatever, this ultimate being that exists, and they're going to be like, ah, it's a video game show or whatever. (laughs) But seriously, what would he say to me? Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Everybody's like, oh, right, we're all mortal. Let's talk about this. What do you got for us, Keith? I have, what's 87 minus 56? First person to get it wins. 87 minus 31. Very impressive. Very impressive. Where were you? Where you could have you? made me throw my phone into the pool, Aristotle, we and you only blew it. get to crack jokes at you for a little bit longer. Where were you on that? Where were you on that? I right. bet it, man. <laughs> Last one. Yeah. If heaven exists, mm-hmm. what would you like to scream at God at the pearly gates? Where were you? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Where were you? You didn't have to fucking come down and be like, "Hi, I'm God. Let me fix stuff." Just something. Some kind of sign. You'd kill all the billionaires with a weird disease and we never bring it up again. Or just something. Anything. Anything. My God. That's perfect. (laughs) That's fucking perfect. You win. Mm -hmm. I don't even feel like Aerosol's going to try. I can't fucking top that. Yeah, he's like, that's it. That's the one. What do you got for us, Keith? Is there one more? Uh, Question five. What other things are you guys excited to do? Man. I'm, uh... So I'm, I'm... you know, Keith's moving away. Uh, he's going to, to Minnesota, and I'm going to, for the first time in my life, be living on my own. So I'm excited to decorate a place and just have no excuses for the first... Because always <laughs> in the back of my head, I go, well, you know, it's not where I'm going to live for a while, and yeah. it's not only my space, so I don't want to like do anything crazy. And I'm like, I'm going to fucking decorate my own space for the mm-hmm. first time ever. I'm going to nest a little bit. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to help Jesse nest. Yeah, nice. I, you know that too. I I was gonna say this afterwards. I, if you need help moving stuff, I'm here. And then same for you, mm-hmm. moving stuff. All this furniture, all this furniture going down the hall. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm ex- I'm I'm. What the fuck is there? Life is know. life is such a big question mark right now. I don't know what I'm excited about. Not even just for you. Like I feel like a lot of people Everyone. are in the same boat of just like, what is everybody doing? What is everybody gonna do? I'm excited to fall in love. Yeah. There you go. Being <laughs> That's open genuine. To, you That's don't genuine. Need That's anyone, like truly, I need someone. Yeah. Of like yeah, I don't need anyone, but it'll be nice. And <laughs> everything like it's all a question mark. I don't new bands will be fun. Shows will be fun. Right. What about you, Keith? Dating might be fun. I, I'm excited to see Minnesota. I'm excited to see the Twin Cities. Yeah. I'm excited to, like, like I'm going to go get a dog. I'm going to go do things. And I'm like, I lived in New York City before here. And for New York City, I, like, lived in Denver. And I just, I haven't had the most stable life. And you jump into arts, you jump into anything, and you're not, like, financially taken care yeah, of. Yeah, if you don't have rich you. parents. You are hustling like crazy. The, I don't know what my brain's going to be like, right? Of just, like, when Jesse and I are doing this and we're in, like, the artistic world, it's like, you have to have your hands in so many different things. You have to make so many, like, it's just, you have to be, you gotta be writing, you gotta, gotta be, be making, writing, gotta be filming, and ready, rates. and just doing things, but you don't make any money with it. So a lot of the time is just you just, like, spending time, and then you send it out to somebody, and then you just hope to God they read it or gave a shit or, yeah. like, whatever. And it doesn't even matter what level you are. If you're like successful, unsuccessful, or whatever, it's like people who you know of, who you watched on television for years, are like, "Is my agent ever going to call me?" Like, and that's like a real, honest to God thing. Yeah. And just to go somewhere where I'm like, okay, I don't have to fucking like worry today. 
not to wonder what am I going to do where, what do I got to do to progress forward in this culture, in this art, living in LA is hard, blah, 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 blah. So I'm excited just to be like, what am I even going to be like? Hopefully not crazier. Mm -hmm. That's a, that's a preference. If I had one, (laughs) it's hopefully not crazier, but yeah, I'm excited to see what happens. I can't wait to travel again. Yeah, dude. Can't wait to see what happens. I'm also freaked out to travel again. I just want to so see Tokyo so bad. Yeah, it's just like when international travel picks mm-hmm. up again. Yeah, I don't know. I'm at this point in my life where I'm like, I want to fast forward a year from now because I want to see what's going down. Yeah. Because I feel like the next year is going to be a lot of weirdness. It's going to be strange. It's going to be strange. Yeah. This has been Final Five. Final Five. Uh... God, I mean, what do we even... What do we do? How do we end this on a note for Jesse to enjoy the end of editing the podcast? It doesn't work that way. I'll be two Damn hours it. and ten minutes deep. It'll be pretty pretty over by then. My brain will be mush. <laughs> this episode's not coming out tomorrow. It's coming out in a few days. Aristotle, yeah. end it. Uh, look out for my new podcast. <laughs> uh, previous player... Has, has left. Has, yeah. Previous player is leaving the game. It's about... Um, bad this shouldn't be as hard as it is for <laughs> yeah. you. if i'm being honest this shouldn't be as difficult this is about the the video games people hate and why they hate them did i cover it yeah yeah, yeah no no it's gonna be about bad video game movies it's a limited series there you go first episode mortal Kombat. last episode mortal Kombat. Yeah. <laughs> uh i want to thank all of our listeners for sticking with us over the years uh y'all are the best you've been supportive you've been kind yeah, this wouldn't have happened if, if you weren't here behind us just listening to the show and encouraging us. So thank you so much. I know um, Aristotle has brought it up a bunch. He's he's said it like numerous times. I know I'm speaking for you like always. Yeah, we'll uh, do it because he turns his mic off. <laughs> Aristotle is part of a bunch of other podcasts with huge celebrities has touched and been part of lots of different things. And Aristotle repeatedly tells us how wonderful and amazing our fans are. True, like yeah. he doesn't need to, he doesn't need to say that there's no point for him to say that yeah. he doesn't need, we already love him enough. He knows that. So it's like, he doesn't need to be like, Hey, I love your fans. Like he genuinely means it. And that True. has nothing to do with us. It has yeah. to do with all of you and how wonderful all of you are and how just lucky we were to have all of you as our listeners. Yeah. And there's no other way to put it. Like, most people say oh, we have the best fans because they want you to keep giving them money. We're and leaving. We, we're, we're leaving. leaving and I'm we're still done. like, you are the best you fans. You are the best fans. In the world anybody could ask for. There's we no so money you could give us. You're still fucking amazing. Uh, people have been messaging me on Discord. I'm res- trying to respond to everybody that I can. It's uh, emotional for me, yeah. if I'm being honest, to respond to everybody. It's a lot. Because I genuinely care. If you, affect the sh- if you listen to the show all the time and it affected you so much, it's part of you. Like, I really want to, like, thank you personally. So I'm going to get back to you. Like, send me on, hit me up on Discord, tweet at me, and Instagram, whatever. I'll try to find it. keep going on Discord. Please yeah. keep talking to the people you've met and playing games with everybody. Like, keep that community alive, even though the podcast is over. You guys made friends, and I hope it lasts a lifetime. That's the most oh, important yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, Aerosol, we want to thank you for working with us for so long. I want to thank you both for even letting me be here. This uh, is, uh, yeah. I am so extremely lucky to just even be here right now. We're lucky. Trust me. Uh, we want to thank, uh, the late great Jason Smith. Right. We want to thank Kristen 
for talking us into doing this podcast and mm-hmm. for creating uh, mm-hmm. one of the games that our that our fans love. We want to thank Land. all the guests. Yeah, well, yeah. We want to thank Land for for helping us out. Thanks, Brian. Thank you to Brian. Thank you to Noah. Thank you to Rebecca. Mm-hmm. Uh, all the people at Starburns. Brendan, who... can't forget about Brandon. Oh my God, Brendan! Oh sorry, Brendan. I haven't thought about you in forever. Oh my God. Uh, so fucking lucky. Jade Empire. God gotta, I damn. hope he's doing well. I'm so we got to have a real LA like sort of uh roadie. Yeah. As our like we actual <laughs> like producer for a while. That's fucking wild. He was fucking awesome. Um I hope we're not forgetting anybody, but just thank you all. Yes. That's all. Oh god, now we gotta say it. And by say it, I mean hey guys, remember to follow us on Twitter and Instagram. <laughs> and- <laughs> all the social media things. Oh, my God. Take care of yourselves, everybody. Aristotle? Keith? Jesse? This is New Players Joined. Goodbye. Goodbye. Yeah, let's just start. Let's just start and see what happens. Let's just start and see what happens.